All right, we're on. Welcome, everybody, to the Inward for Nerd podcast. I am here, as always, with my illustrious, great crew team. But like we always do, we're starting off one more again with our top list. And this we're going top three. Yes, three. Top three alternate history movies. And naturally, we always do this with a theme because we're going to review a movie called Tomorrow Man. That Tomorrow Man. we get to reviews. <laughs> also an American, the American, the movie as well as alt history. Yes, yes. That's that's alt yeah. history. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. I don't know if that's alternate history or just <laughs> the real history of America. I believe that's the history we're in cotton schools. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's jump right into it. Jaron, let's go with your number three alternate history movie of all time. Uh, number three is going to be an animated one, uh, Steam Boy. Uh, big fan of the animation style. Anytime you get that like uh, steampunky kind of like alternate London history thing, uh, if done well, it's great. I really like uh, the 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 Nevers kind of has the same thing going on. So uh, yeah, I, I dig it. I like the vibe and the animation is top notch. And Anna Paquin couldn't even ruin it. Wow, hey, that that, was that to me is really good. good. <laughs> Uh, if you want to say Jason, Jason number A. <laughs> what is your number three alternate history? Number three for me is going to be a pretty obvious choice. Inglorious Bastards, uh, probably my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie next to like Django. But yeah, they kill Hitler in that movie. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> you know, it's it's a, a great one of uh it's one of Quentin Tarantino's best movies because it's one that he tells kind of like as an actual story rather than trying to be clever. And cutting everything up into little pieces and having you figure it out. So yeah, Glorious Bastards is number three for me. Not only do they kill Hitler, like they switch cheese's face. <laughs> yeah, they like it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I always think that Inglorious Bastards is Quentin Tarantino's like film cinematic masterpiece. I don't think he'll ever make a movie better shot or better dialogue than that movie. But I've had a debate with people because people bring up pulp fiction and other stuff. And anyway, anyway, we'll save that debate for another day. <laughs> yeah, Paul wow, Fiction didn't have Christoph Waltz, so it loses. <laughs> Touche. Uh, going with that whole theme, my number three is Django. I mean, you get Jamie Foxx, you get Christoph Waltz, and you get a literal slave getting his, well, I guess you want to say supposed freedom, and sticking it to a slave owner. And you know what? The best part about it for me is that like we live in a culture, as me and Jason, number A, will tell you, and Jerry, you probably know about it because we've talked about it. Like it's a lot of it's people black people in the black community that I don't address by the slurish names because I try myself to just respect all black people regardless of their opinions and how they function through life. But that Samuel Jackson character Stephen, oh geez, is probably the greatest example of what a lot of upstanding black people feel about some other black people <laughs> that we don't really, really, really want to associate with. Stephen encapsulated that perfectly, and Stephen it, it and felt Cam great Cam for him. Over the same cloth. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Again, I always say that I won't, but I, it's free for everybody else too. Uh, but yes, the, Stephen's comeuppance is the most beautiful thing that I have seen in cinematic use history. And if I could just keep that on replay, I, I did at one point. It's just great. So yes, See, uh, Django. For me, like, Steven was a very tragic character. I felt sorry for him because he was brainwashed, man. He was, I mean, yeah, you could say it was kind of his choice to come into that, but, like, he did the best he could to survive in, in slavery, which was to be, you know, the slave master's right-hand man. But either way, uh, 
Such I know I get you, and I think that's a we could have that conversation. I think that's a great geek culture conversation one day <laughs> to actually break down that because I think you're right, it is something to be said to that. I just think I have an opinion that strings why it like why I detest those kind nope. of here's, here's what's gonna make people mad. I like Steven better than like Snape. <laughs> I can agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I like any black person better than any black person, so that automatically just let up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm rocking with OJ before I rock with some white people. So, <laughs> oh no, I'm not hanging out with OJ, man. You I hope I beat out OJ. In your, look, in your OJ, OJ doesn't attack people that look like me, so I'm good. <laughs> I, hope I, be, I hope I beat out OJ in your world. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's close, Jaren. It's close. <laughs> jokes, joke. Everybody, I'm joking. Uh, Jaren, your number two uh, alternate history movie. <clears throat> number two. Um, so alternate history. Ah, this is this might be on the edge of definition. Uh, it is definitely something where there was a set history, and then due to tampering with the timeline the history was changed so i don't know if it technically qualifies but i really really one of my favorite movies out there period is frequency and so i you got mm. Derek quaid you got you know the jesus uh you got andre uh, <laughs> yeah yeah the jesus uh you got andre brogger from brooklyn 99 and glory um you know being awesome in it too just phenomenal movie uh, mo- one of the most satisfying endings, uh, great build, uh, and I love, I love, I mean, the the the, dar- the darkness of it. Essentially, it was really good. Man, that, that's a real dark horse, man. I haven't watched Frequency in years, man. That, but it's a good choice. I like it. I like it a lot. That's a dark horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason, well, number A. Your number my two. number two alt history movie is uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Like <laughs> I love that movie. So, you know, growing up, uh, uh, going to AP English, we read a lot of uh, Jane Austen books in AP English, and it was literally the not my demographic. It's about all these books are about you know the aristocracy of white women, and it's like I don't have anything to relate to this. And I remember the girls in my class swooning over Heathcliff and Mister Darcy and all that stuff, and I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> adding zombies <laughs> makes me care <laughs> so I enjoy Funny this how that works clearly because of this <clears throat> pure batshit insanity of this Victorian love story taking the black drop of zombies so Brian and Prejudice and zombies actually funny enough I saw that in the theater two times <laughs> that I saw it the first time and I really really enjoyed it and I was like you know what I'm gonna Let's go, go back. and watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I love that movie. I do really, really do. Um, my number two is going to be. Uh, it's just an easy. I'm gonna say this is probably the safest pick that we're probably all gonna have. It's Back to the Future Two. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, at this point, it literally is also the history because we ain't got the damn hoverboards. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's. <laughs> but it, is it I, though? I mean, it predicts in the Trump. second timeline is really, really similar to a timeline that we had. Yeah, I was gonna say it predicted Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, Biff being yes, a stand-in for, but yes, it wasn't actually. It wasn't like the Simpsons where they actually had a Mr. President. So, yeah. um, but I would say alternate history on that one. But also, too, like as a kid, Back to the Future Two had to be everybody's favorite Back to the Future. Until yeah. you get older, you realize it's not as good of a movie as one, but it's right. still so awesome to watch. Like Marty being his pops, and then when you find out that Crispin Glover, like. Didn't film really any scenes for two. He sued them because they used a uh, copy of his face to make a mask 
for the actor that played his character. So he had he sued uh, Robert Zemeckis yeah. in the studio for that. Yeah, and lost. <laughs> yeah, but that's the crazy thing to me is like you. If no one ever told me that, I would have never. Like you, you, you don't. Know I thought it was Chris Cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when you watch it, you're like, well, hold on. He didn't play in this movie. I'm like, nope, not a minute. Like that's insane. So yes, Back to the Future Two, alternate history timeline uh, movie for me. Number two, Jen, you're number one. <clears throat> I mean, it's a toss up. It's it's either Inglorious Bastards or Back to the Future Two. But because I have so much love for the Back to the Future series, and because they made the car fly, which is probably the coolest thing in the world, um, that hover conversion he got done in the late 21st century. God, I can't wait for that to happen. I mean, I don't, I don't trust motherfuckers around here to drive on a street, let alone fall out of the sky. Because they, they're like, I know how much gas my car needs, but um, I can make it. <laughs> I can make I'll, it to I'll the sticks. I'll make it. <laughs> so I should be falling out of the sky all the time, just, <laughs> like raining cars. Oh, I know it'll never happen, but man, man, yeah. Uh, it was such a positive. It's also that uh, we all love sci-fi, and nine times out of ten, when you go to the future. It is a bleak, and uh, it is you know, it's it's one of those well, well, well. If it isn't the consequences of our own actions, <laughs> um, but in, in Back to the Future, there was a there was a bright and positive and 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 whole, uh, aspirational future that I dug and I liked and I wanted Not to be for Martin McFly. He gets fired, but oh, yeah, I mean you know, <laughs> well, he, he didn't wear enough tie. Yuck. I have to ask Jaren, and we'll go around, but I kind of already know your answer, possibly. But DeLorean or Ecto? And I'm going to go Ecto 1. Let's go Ecto 1 to make it easy because we know it's different versions of the Ecto. Which one right. are you taking? I mean, it probably. Oh, goes maybe which was your favorite? Let's say that. Probably, Let's say it probably favorite. goes Ecto 1A from Ghostbusters 2, then the DeLorean, then Ecto 1. <laughs> mm. Ecto 1A. The four uh, higher can signs. I throw in the turtle van <laughs> <laughs> and the the eighties the eighties Batmobile. I mean, yeah, I mean, we can we can throw a ball. Oh, eighties oh, Batmobiles, great. Uh, which one would you say, Ecto or uh, Delorean? Delorean, because that cell comes with cocaine. So <laughs> <laughs> not only do I get to travel through time, but I also get you know copious amounts of cocaine. That's be great. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go DeLorean as well. I'm only going DeLorean because of the doors. That's it. Yeah. Right. The, for doors. the gold wings. Yeah. The gold yeah, wings. Yeah, yeah. Are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> only thing sucks. I always wondered those guys, like when you get like if someone parks really close to you, how do you You're fucked? It, You're fucked. It, it, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't they, they they it's it's uh it's not as good as the new Tesla minivan, but it's they don't they don't get too much wider in the apex of the, the door. It's curved at the end and the the hinge is set really close to the middle of the car, so there isn't like much of an extension. It doesn't go as wide as you think it does when you open it up. Hmm. But but who's Man, really look, parking their DeLorean next to other cars? Come on, that's, that's true. Look <laughs> well, at the N word, guys. Educating you guys one DeLorean energy. door at a time. One DeLorean yeah. door at a time. Educating you. All right, Duke of All Nerds, your number one alternate timeline history movie. Number one alternate timeline history movie. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Ooh. That I mean, it's wow. a history in which you know cartoons are real and they live in their real tune town and they and people it's basically Chinatown with cartoons, like legitimately. And, You're right, <laughs> dude. Those oh, Roger Rabbit fought in World War II and like and all <laughs> sorts of stuff, and like there are cartoons that fought in 
and all sorts of stuff. So like, not only is it a great on a on a groundbreaking like technical standpoint, but just a all around just classic movie. So yeah, Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? And all right, and also I saw this movie when I was like five. And my very first sexual thoughts about another person was uh, Jessica <laughs> Rabbit. <laughs> so how do you know when you're straight? You look at Jessica Rabbit and your little dungarees get tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even though she was a ginger, you were still down. I was like, All right. I was, oh, man, that Jessica <laughs> oh. Rabbit. Ooh, ooh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I feel like, you know, we never really announce who wins these top threes, but I feel like me and Jared will both kind of say, I think you might have won this one, Jason. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Mad that I did, I'm mad that I didn't choose who Frank Roger. I'm, I'm upset at myself that I it's did one not of my choose. Favorite movies of all time. <laughs> this is like after Googling yeah. alternate history yeah. movies. Oh, I'm yeah. so mad at myself. Um, <laughs> my number one, and we talked about frequency being a kind of a deep cut. My number one is a, I, I say it's a deep cut because everybody that I talk to about has usually never seen this movie. And they go, oh, I remember something about it, but they've never really, they never saw it. Because it pretty much tanked at the box office, but I think it's a great movie. I think it's a phenomenal movie, and it just tanked. Uh, my number one would be Scott Captain in the World of Tomorrow. It did take I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I watched that in the theaters, and I have no idea what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't there Nazis on the moon, or is that something else? That's that's uh, that's uh, <laughs> Close Iron Sky. Uh, yeah, Iron Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both have like a similar filming style or something. Yes, Is that they why do. I'm conflating the two. So the the cool thing about uh, Sky Captain was one of the first movies entirely filmed on blue screen. Like there yeah. was no practical sets in that movie whatsoever. Like everything I... was digitally when created. George Lucas really, really said, cool. "Hold my beer." Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I freaking love that movie, and I, I would challenge you guys to go back and watch it now because our sensibility about how like those kind of movies are made now. Feel a little different now. Granted, you're talking to a guy too that loves the Rocketeer, that loves Captain America the first, well, you know, first event. Like, I love those kind of old timey kind of twist movies. And this <laughs> one ramps it up to like 20. Like, you got fucking giant robots marching through the city. Yeah. Like, it ramps this crazy. And I love it. I mean, you got Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, uh, <laughs> Angelina <laughs> Jolie, whatever. But it is like a phenomenal movie. And I feel like that's in my list of like. I get people that like they haven't seen much of crazy shit. I like usually go Hellboy two and Sky Captain because I just think mm-hmm. those are some movies that nobody has really seen and talked about that are just phenomenally just just from visuals and everything about it. But yeah, Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow. But I'm sadly wishing that I had picked Roger Rabbit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Roger Rabbit's a classic, man. Mostly Jessica Rabbit though. <laughs> With that being said, also, how was he able to marry her? Like, I don't get it. I don't understand like how that relationship works. He, he's funny. He's funny. That's out. Yeah, and yeah. he probably has a big dick too. <laughs> well, he's a cartoon, so well, he can I make mean, it he's grow out of me. He definitely <laughs> <fucks>. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> he's got. He's got. He's a rabbit, so he's got quick recovery. Even if, he, even <laughs> yeah. if he's quick to the punch, let's go again. We're good. Yep, he's back on it right away. <laughs> All right, well, hopefully everybody enjoyed that from us. And then now I guess we would do our welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. I'm your host, Jason Allen, Corny J, in the building. Um, I have my associates, my friends. Um, probably I'm trying to think of a great word because I feel like associates, I feel like friends doesn't describe how tight we've become when it comes to this nerd shit. So if it's something tighter and nicer that people like the other, like, you know, just let me know. But we'll go with that as always. The Duke of all nerds, Jason, number A. What's going on, Jason? 
nothing's going on. Happy Fourth of July to people who are viewing this after Fourth of July. <laughs> Which, which, which will be everybody. Which will be everybody. <laughs> Unless it's uh, a sightseer, you know, see, was it a foreseer? Other than that, yes, yeah. yeah, so it'll be after the after the fourth. And then we have our token, the again, yes, I do put you over OJ. Yes. <laughs> it's like Jaren so. and then uh, OJ <laughs> right there, you know, right around there. So <laughs> you just doing that so we can see it on screen, but there's actually a mile between those two. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Yeah, okay. You know, things look closer, and in the you know, objects yeah, yeah. seem to be closer. Uh, what's going on, Jared? How's everything Great. rolling, man? Uh, recovering after a weekend of tomfoolery and shenanigans. Uh, my check <laughs> engine, my check liver light came on, and so I'm I'm <laughs> I'm doing my best not to look puffy and hungover. <laughs> Better your check liver than your check oil light coming on because that's a whole other issue you don't want to deal with. Uh, my car, 120 bones right there. Oof. Well, even just it. from your even just from your anus, you don't want that coming on either for your yeah, body. You don't um, want to get an oil check. <laughs> no, just, yeah, just, just get it out. Just get it out. <laughs> for everybody who has not watched this before, please go ahead and subscribe to Hit Cannon Circus. It's a great way to catch up with geek stuff. We have wrestling stuff. We have Sometimes sports stuff, we dabble in there, but then we also have music as well. So it's a little catch-all for everything. And then uh, please uh, follow us on Facebook, you know, again, YouTube. We do have the audio versions on the podcast all over here, Cannon Circus, on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Google Playlist. You, you name it, we got it. We're everywhere. And if we aren't somewhere that you want us to be, let us know and we will try to be there. So let's jump into the arduous subject of the, the whole show. Let's jump into Geek and Nerd News. It's a lot of stuff we're going to go through, so we're going to shoot through it real quick. First things first, um, Dell has just released a 4K ultra-sharp webcam that tracks users' uh, users' face. The retail right now is $199, uh, a lot steeper than my $20 webcam that I'm using now. <laughs> but if you want to look professional and great for your Zoom calls or for your podcasts and blogs, is the way to go. Jaren, you as my tech genius on the show, what are your thoughts? I know I sent some to you. Did you get a chance to look at it? Any thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, I looked it over. Um, the specs look great, and honestly, $200 uh, for what that camera is delivering uh, is an exceptionally reasonable ask. Um, uh, the software-based uh, eye tracking and stuff like that you can use for a lot of things. Ironically, you can probably use that, uh, repurpose that for games. There's certain uh, flight simulators that if you if they track your eyes, they'll you just look left and right, and it'll like it'll actually move the camera around your cockpit, so you don't have to like uh, interact with the controller. That's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, no, the camera uh, the specs on it look fantastic. Again, two hundred dollars for for a four K camera with all those features. Uh, I mean, it's white balancing capabilities look really nice. So. You know, you don't even have to have a great lighting solution, which is something that separates like a super high end camera from, you know, like like that. You can always tune exactly how you want it to look to a low end camera where it's just going to give you a very basic kind of feel. But you don't have to you don't have to fuss with anything or know anything about lights. It, it seems like it. it uh, It has both options for you. If you have a lighting setup, you can optimize it for this camera. And if you don't it will do a much, it'll do like close to like an Apple iPhone level camera. It'll, which is one of their things is it's famed for its software backing up where it makes it so that you don't have to be good at what you do to get a good picture out of it. So. 
So what you're saying is that Dell should sponsor us to give us all free versions of this webcam, but we can really, really give them a straight up review. I, I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> right. All right, everybody, get ready to show your might and fight. Mortal Kombat has its Battle of the Realms first look has just dropped. Uh, again, it's the sequel to Scorpion's Revenge. Jason, number A, what are your thoughts on this one? I, I know we already kind of mentioned we're excited about it, but did you get a chance to get a look at the first look? And what were your thoughts? Uh, I did not get a chance to look at the first look, but it doesn't really matter. I, as long as they are not giving us the movie, I'm I'm all for it. Looks, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a fan of waiting for the sequels that explain everything that the first one didn't explain? You're not a fan yeah. of that? Or actually getting <laughs> to the Mortal Kombat? Touche. <laughs> Touche. All right, moving right along. Master Chief must be having troubles or very hard to work with in Ackworth because the live-action version of Halo... Halo is Master Chief, right? Because, you know, I, I haven't played Halo in maybe, What's what, 20 years? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have... Jaren knows I don't have a system anymore. Yeah. Last game I actually played fully on was Arkham Knight. So, Good game. Great game. yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yes, uh, the Halo live action is moving to their their second director just dropped out, so they are looking to get their I guess third coming on. But they said they are not moving the scheduled 2022 release date, and it is going to be on Paramount Plus. Jaren, does this kind of lower your expectations that they can't keep a director in, in the seat? <sighs> So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know enough about what's going on behind the scenes. Sometimes it's a good idea. Sometimes it's a bad idea. Uh, I was incredibly heartbroken when Edgar Wright was left Ant-Man because I thought mm -hmm. I love Edgar Wright. I love his directing ability and I love Paul Rudd. And I think the way they were going to go with Ant-Man, like I, I was like, this is like a match made in heaven. And then because Edgar Wright was, I mean, you know, for, for better or worse, uh, an artist and didn't want to really didn't want to jump through all the corporate cog hoops that are required in making a Marvel movie. You know, he, he, he took a, he took the L dipped out and, and somebody else came in and the movie's all right. And it still reflects a lot of his sensibilities because they definitely didn't have time to rewrite anything. Uh, but I mean, yeah, uh, it, there's so many reasons why a director leaves a project and then, but to have multiple directors leave a project is never, I don't think it's ever been a good sign. I don't think anything has come out, and I'm trying desperately, I'm racking my brain right now. I'm trying to think of something that was uh, talked about like publicly as losing like two directors. And then the final product was like amazing somehow. I, I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think like in the history of cinema, but that's yeah, like, never happened. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, um, I, I, they did do Halo uh, live action, right? Uh, uh, there was forward a on uh, forward onto Dawn is exactly what I was going to say. An amazing, it was an amazing interesting angle that they took it at too. master chief looked good in it the world building was phenomenal uh and as a fan of the series i loved how they did it i wish they would just let people do more of that because i think they could i think i think it's it is a series that is built from the ground up to be cinematic and beautiful and have this expansive story in it so i mean you know give it to a team give it to a team that knows what they're doing and let them let them just do it and I think I think you'll end up with something good. Not the Star Wars team. Not not the Star Wars team. I mean, not JJ Abrams had a plan. He would probably have done a good job, but he didn't have a plan. Yeah. All right. Mm. Well, but he also he and didn't. Then don't he let didn't, he got one movie and then yeah and came back. Don't later. let what Ryan Johnson you know do your second. Do let him do yeah. the first. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then say, okay, what are we going to do after the first one? Get a better <laughs> writer. Yeah. Yeah. Get a better writer. I don't even know move. if you want them to do yeah. the second or well, the first yeah. one because like they'll just be like, oh, the fandom hates all this? Well, then we rewrite it all for the second one, so it won't matter. <laughs> if, if you're going to put a director like Ryan Johnson in that seat, you got to do him with the IP that isn't so feverishly beloved because I didn't mind the stuff Ryan Johnson did, but we know as Star Wars guys, we know you change something a little bit, they lose their effing minds and they, they they destroy everything. And it didn't help that the movie wasn't that entertaining. That's the biggest problem. The movie wasn't that entertaining. If the chip was entertaining, then they probably could have probably got away with all the changes. But mm, neither here nor there. We we'll say the discussion for a whole nother day. Yeah. Maybe when the Why next Star Wars Ryan movie officially. <laughs> Did he ruin Star Wars or was it Lucas himself? Anyway, uh, Jar Jar Lucas. Got... <laughs> yeah. <Right? Touché. laughs> I know all you guys one day want to ball like LeBron, especially on the Xbox. Space Jam 2, a new legacy, has come out with LeBron James oriented shoes for the movie and a Xbox controller for it. I see Jason shaking his head. Jason, please tell me you your son signed up for this. You're ready to roll with this, right? <laughs> no, this is dumb. <laughs> this is so dumb. Space Jam. Only well, the only redeeming quality is the first Space Jam was the soundtrack. And since I haven't heard anything about how the good the soundtrack for this was going to be, this movie looks stupid. <laughs> this is not like no kid cares about this. It's, there's no point to any of this. They're just trying to make money off something that's going to probably not make any the money at all. So this is actually uh, if, <laughs> we actually talked about the soundtrack of Space Jam on the Gladiator Cipher podcast. Check it out every Wednesday. And we talked about that, too, like how the first soundtrack of Space Jam is a banger. This yeah, new one, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> wait, uh, wait. We'll write along. Uh, people, don't show, people don't have, they don't remember Space Jam for Bill Murray and the fat neighbor from Seinfeld. That's not what. No, uh, no. no. Okay, okay. No kid right. was like, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> Get his Nedry from Jurassic Park. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> With his innovative cooling solutions. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, move right along. Ron Perlman is going to be the voice of Optimus Primal for Transformers Rise of the Beast. This is probably the first time I'm excited and basically destroyed at the same time. Uh, Jaron, your thoughts on Ron Perlman being associated with this? And does this raise your level by any, any by any means? All right. I got... I, uh... Is isn't the voice of Optimus Prime still alive? I know he's like a thousand, but isn't he still kicking? Well, Optimus Prime is going to be in the movie. <laughs> Optimus Prime was like a, oh. another Prime. Oh, yeah. I got you. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, they could have gone with Vin Diesel, just something like a, a gravelly voice. I mean, when it comes to voice acting, and they don't actually have <laughs> to be on camera. Yeah, no, Ron Perlman. He's he. I'm watching a show that he does now called uh, The Startup, and he's getting up there in age. So something that can sit him down behind a microphone in a studio, yeah, yeah. He's like nine thousand years old at this point. Yeah. Look, look here. Let's let's not ever ask for Vin Diesel to voice anybody but Groot, because <laughs> I don't understand what the hell Vin Diesel ever says. I am Groot is enough that I can understand because he repeats it. Don't don't ever don't ever assign Vin Diesel for any more acting. Yeah, role. voice like, acting voice is way acting. harder than regular acting, and he <laughs> has a regular act. So okay. let's let's just leave him alone. Okay. <laughs> leave, leave all the acting. Leave all the black <laughs> acting gigs to Lamar. That, that should be just a rule of thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving yeah. right along, we have 
Magic the Gathering is now going to merge a little bit with D&D, so they're going to have some Magic of the Gathering cards that are D&D inspired, and I guess this is a thing for the communities to talk about, and luckily enough, because this show, we have everything here, we have a Magic Magical Gathering person and a D&D person <laughs> here, so Jaren, as the Magic the Gathering, if I'm correct, that's your forte in the, the, the gaming world, your thoughts on this uh, merge on, bringing it on? Uh, yeah, I got look. I got cards right here. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, Wizards of the Coast is uh, Magic, and D and D is their. It, what's their company? Wizards is it all? Oh, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. yeah, so it's uh, it's it's corporate synergy, guys. Uh, <laughs> they they just took the guys. Yeah, yeah. Just took the guys from down the hall and introduced them to the other guys that were down the other hall. So uh, I mean, yeah, it. Uh, I mean, they're both magically, mystically kind of. The, the stories go together really well. It'd be more difficult for them to do that with like you know, like D and D and uh, Pokemon. Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, that'd be more difficult, I think. So yeah, no, uh, uh, they can do it well, I'm sure. And and the people that run these franchises are, uh, I think they're they're doing a good job. People that play Magic seem to be happy with the new sets coming out and the direction they're going. Obviously some cards have to be fixed post launch when somebody breaks the game, but you know, um, but yeah, no, uh, I haven't really read anything about it, but I've played D and D in the day and I play magic with a lot of my college friends still to this day. Cause I'm an adult <laughs> <laughs> and I have an adult money to spend. On do stuff. Want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I mean, you know, we'll see how it goes. All right, Duke of All Nerds, you representing D and D. You're actually a dungeon man, uh, a dungeon was dungeon a manager master, of, sir. I'm oh, a excuse me, master. I, I don't right. want to take your credentials away from you. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on game. this? <laughs> Let me know. I want to get in on one of your games. All right, that's next time. But yeah, they already did this for uh, Dungeons and Dragons. They've already introduced you know Magic and the Gathering into Dungeons and Dragons. So this is basically more corporate synergy. Um, Wizards of Coast, they seem to be running on all cylinders when they when it comes to their 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 IPs. So yeah, this should be fun for anybody who plays Magic who cares about D and D. Uh, for those of us who don't play Magic and who care about D and D, I'm not going to start playing Magic because of it. But, but it would be if I were to play Magic, I would definitely you know seek out some D and D cards. So yeah, this is cool. This is real cool. All right. Um... Mickey Mouse uh, has, well, sorry, Emperor, all hell, Emperor Mickey. He has done something that I, I just dreamed about and I love. We are going to get a Star Wars anime, Star Wars Visions. And mm. not like the anime kind of, because I mean, because some people would say, well, we got a Star Wars anime. It was, uh, I can't think of the gentleman's name that made Samurai Jack. Uh, uh, Jindy Tartaveski. Yes. People would say, well, we already got a, a anime Star Wars. Like, he did it for the Clone Wars. It. But, yeah, that's it. I said, that, that, that's not it. We're going to get a full anime, nine episode, different anime style art for each one series called Star Wars Visions. It is going to drop on Disney Plus September 22nd. Duke of all nerds, I know you have to be just as amped as I am to see this is going to happen. So, I say this a lot. I'm not a really big fan of anime as a style or as a genre of, of, of stuff, but there was on YouTube a few years back, someone had redid Star Wars in an anime style, and I really hope that this person is involved in some way, but if it's not, it's still going to be cool. Like Usually their non-movie offerings are really, really good, <laughs> so let's just hope that it, it they just keep on the form with that, because so I, I'm excited. I'll watch it. Yeah, it'll be fine. 
yeah, yeah. I'm I'm here for it. I, I when I saw it, I was like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I just can't wait till somebody gets pulls out the lightsaber and just goes like straight anime style, bullet with speed, slicing through everything. Like I, I don't I really need I'm here for Luke Skywalker powering up for three episodes before you fight Darth Vader, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you think you don't need it until you see it, and then you realize you needed it more. Uh, it's like, do you think I was using my full power in the Force? Now I'm only I was only using a tenth. <laughs> well, that that'd be something that Vader would say to Luke. So yes, you would think when when you think you don't want it, you'll realize how much you do want it when he starts flexing and pulling mountaintops off the side and dropping it on Luke. Uh, no, Boba Fett. Uh, Disney has dropped the Slave One moniker off of Boba Fett's starship, so now it's just going to be called Boba Fett's starship. Uh, I feel like I need to open this up to both sides here. But Duke of All Nerds, your thoughts on Disney's wokeness? This isn't true. Uh, or at least so says TikTok. Uh, apparently, this is how they do all their ships on um, on on uh, website services. Uh, it says Luke's, Luke Skywalker ship. It says um, Count Dooku's ship. It, it, this isn't true. They haven't renamed it from Slave One to. This is how they market it to children. So uh, we are getting angry over nothing. At least those who are angry are getting angry over nothing. At least that's what TikTok says. I haven't done my internet research. Oh, but. I, I, from <laughs> what I read, that Disney is dropping it even to be called that. Like it won't be referred to as. And I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe they do it for all the ships, but I think they're not going to call the Millennium Falcon Han Solo <laughs> ship Starship. It's still going to be that. I think they're not talking about it, it being named that at all anymore. Like it's no longer going to be quote unquote canon, is what they said because of just like for Leia, they don't call it Leia Slave whatever whatever when she's with um, Jabba the Hutt. They made it something else that outfit. They called it something else now. Like anything when dealing with slave, they kind of just kind of Leia's shift it away. Yeah, right? <laughs> like Leia's, Leia's day at the outfit. beach. Yep. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> Jared, well, if this is true and they are removing it, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, so uh, in the article I read, uh, they did show a picture of a Lego box with it, and it did say Boba Fett's ship versus just saying Slave One on it. Um <sighs> I don't know. It's uh, at this point, you know, you know how sometimes you say a word over and over and over again, and it tends to lose meaning and it, it becomes more transmogrified in your mind as to what that word is like, you know, Kleenex versus tissue or something like that. It just becomes the thing. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I, when I, when I hear about uh, his ship and, you know, I've known it as slave one my entire life. I don't actually think of it as like, Oh, is he a slaver? Is he like, you know, running around collecting people, indigenous people that can't fight back and then like delivering them to the plantations of the future. Uh, I, I, you know, I never, I never picked up on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> far, far away. And a long time ago, my bad. Uh, but uh, it, the, the word itself, I, like, I don't, I don't, I guess, and that might be privilege on my part, or it might be something that is something I need to look into inward for, but I, I, I never really, I, I see why people why woke people are being real, real salty about it, but I don't know if I don't know if I ever made that 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 characterization of it. So I, I as a person of color, I've never cared that it was called slave one. Like you can you. use also, the word slave. I mean it's fine. Or, don't call me look, a slave or call my look, ancestors slaves. They were enslaved people, but right. if it's is, a word if that this exists. Is true. This <laughs> is true. The thing that bothers me the most of this is true, is that you made the origin of the probably the most perennial character in your series a slave when he was introduced. Right. And his him from being a slave motivated him through the rest of his career of why he wanted to end 
slavery <laughs> because he wanted to free his mother and he couldn't. And then By his mother gets killed, and that basically forces him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, younglings. well, being completely honest, like the the galaxy did kind of get rid of slavery for the things they controlled. No, no, no. It was no more slavery going on in the in the new series. Well, for the part that the Empire controlled, now they did pretty much That's enslave true. all those countries. Well, not one. What was slavery going on when when the new Hope they enslaved every Wookiee there was? They enslaved the entire population of Kashyyyk. They enslaved every Twi'lek as well. They enslaved. All those people who weren't slaves. No, well, I mean slavery the under them. I'm talking about it was no independent slavery going on through the like through the empire. They enslaved yes, everything because yes, yes. they, they controlled everything. They centralized slavery under their power. You're right, right. right. Like it was, <laughs> in their mind, they were like like all energy. <laughs> again, like all people that run a dynasty, they think, oh, well, they're under our control. It's not slavery. We're making them run through our control. But these people, like again, it wasn't the Anakin slavery that we got in the prequels where it was just slave colonies. They were like, oh yeah, this is the slave colony areas, like. They just do what the fuck they want to do. They run by their own rules. So, like, but I'm saying, but the point is, Vader's inspiration to being wanted to be Vader was that he wanted to, quote unquote, in his mind, stop slavery. Like, that was his motivation. Now, we do know from bad writing that it has been manipulated and changed. And you go through the legacy series, like you said, like you mentioned, it's changed. But from what it was originally supposed to be, that was the whole point of Vader wanted to do it was to stop slavery and keep the people he loved protected. So, Slavery's been a part of this franchise, the point I'm getting to. Yes, chopping the name Slave One is not going to change the fact that once you go through all the stuff that's been going on, it's most of it's about slavery to begin with. Like <laughs> it, it is what it is. I think it's just a crazy thing to do. And it's a bounty hunter. Chances are if you're a bounty hunter, you're catching somebody well, who's I probably mean, a slave. Like bounty hunters in 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 general, and especially in this country, were designed for sl catching slaves. That's exactly. Cool. Like <laughs> So they probably should change Boba Fett from being a bounty hunter to being a mercenary for hire. <laughs> yeah, that's the next. If they do that, the Star Wars communities, all heads will explode at once. And yeah, for we'll, some we'll reason, like the track. Star Wars community is very, very toxically like racist. <laughs> like, how did that happen? <laughs> you think? Uh, so moving right along, because we're gonna, we're just gonna make me hate the thing that I love. So Marvel and Net Marble team up for a fastball special. You see what I did there? And collab to make Marvel Future Revolutions, which is the first Marvel open world action RPG on a mobile device market. It is yet to be announced. Uh, does anybody care about this? Let's just go there. You said the two magic words, mobile market. Yeah. So no. No, this is okay. absolutely, no, not even going <laughs> to cross my mind. Because yeah. all it's going to do is going to be like Michael James actions, pay to, it's going to be terrible. No. Yeah. <laughs> Figured, I felt the same way. Uh, Bleach and Loki did a crossover <laughs> cover art for all my anime Bleach fans. Um, the character in question, I don't want to ruin people who haven't seen Bleach, but he has very similarities about being a trickster and being basically a conniving, backstabbing person. So uh, Bleach went and did that cover, which I thought was very creative, having the character look and kind of resemble Loki in Loki's phrase, which Jaren put up the side by side if you're watching this and not listening. Uh, but pretty dope. I know. Jason, number A, you don't care too much for anime. And I know, Jaren, you all, you don't care for that much about anime. You, like you dabble anime. in it too. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, you don't, you don't care as much. Like, I, I care a lot about crazy anime shit. Like, like, I, could like uh, Fist, I could talk about Fist of the North Star. I could talk about <laughs> the analysis, the analysis <laughs> and Yellen. I can talk about, uh, I can talk know, about Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Samurai yeah, Shampoo. Uh, uh, Any Studio Ghibli movie? <laughs> all the Studio Ghibli right. movies. Right, right, right. 
but but you're not talking the you're not talking the big three, which most people would say Dragon Ball, Naruto, and usually One Piece of the big three. No, I was having sex when those kids were watching that shit. So <laughs> once again, <laughs> yeah, why, right. Why I say he dabbles in <laughs> well, it because I'm older. <laughs> once again, dabbling. Yes, but to that point, uh, any thoughts on this? If if any. I mean, well, Marvel's already done anime crossovers with X Men, Wolverine, Iron Man, Blade, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah, you don't want to leave out anyone. Manga series back in the early two thousands where they did a lot of uh, the X Men character. All of their properties were manga eyes, and it was actually pretty interesting. Though I don't really care very much for it, but uh, I like the the yeah. X Men and uh, animated. Yeah, I thought that was pretty dope. Perfect. Well, especially when they actually got them to use their powers. I thought that was yeah. pretty dope. Yeah. So, um, I, if they like, I mean, like the the best thing about anime right now is that so many people are interested in it. Like when I was, you know, a teenager watching Dragon Ball Z, like I was one of the few people, period, let alone like black people watching anime. And now it's, it's such a huge cultural force that I enjoy. That you know, straight up hood dudes be like, yeah, I'm get down with Dragon Ball Z. So. Because <laughs> well, everybody fucks, everybody fucks with Vegeta and Piccolo. That's yeah, right. so uh, I really, I really enjoy that aspect of, it, even though I no longer watch anime personally. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump into our Loki check-in for this is what episode blah 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 blah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jason number A, what are your thoughts on the Loki? Uh, this new episode of Loki. Or Dude, this Loki. was a this was a nail biter, wasn't it? This was crazy, like. So much stuff happened in this in this episode. Like, you, I mean, I guess we we're spoiling things. I guess yeah, hey, yeah, if you yeah. haven't watched this show that came out last week, you should watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, freaking Mobius died. Freaking Loki died. Like the time the Time Lords aren't really real. Oh my! It's like so much happened. It was crazy. I I, I enjoyed every every in, in uh moment of this show to, over this yeah. week. It was great. Jaren, your thoughts? I I concur. The uh. Uh, running into the other Lokis at the very end and seeing all the variations for the first time, or at least the, the initial three, and then some of the background that were a little, a little less descript. But uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I, it just, I can't wait till Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of upset. There's only going to be six episodes for this. Yeah, that, that's the worst part about this is that you, we're you almost think, done, and it really hasn't Dr. been that long. You think Doctor Strange is going to be in the last episode? No. No, no. Um, I'm not as high and positive on this episode. I just feel like they just do a lot of shit at us at once, and it kind of was like at this point I was like, okay, okay, like all right, you gave me that. I I digested that. Oh, okay, you gave me that. All right, I digested that. Okay, you. Oh, all right, guys. All right, this is one episode. Can can we slow down a little bit? Like, (laughs) I actually was more fascinated by the Loki falling in love with Loki thing that they just completely like put up, set up, and it was like, oh yeah, that's the reason why we found you. Next thing, guys, like we got to keep this move, this train moving. So I, I kind of like for me, it was just a lot. I enjoyed it, but it, it was a lot. It makes me be like, okay, they really just wanted to get a lot of shit out the way. So these last episodes, hopefully, would just be like, we're fucking shit up because yeah. they just gave us everything in this episode. Which begs the question, and we might need to do this in a, a nerd talk is falling in love with the, your counterpart from an alternate universe. Is that really narcissism? I mean, like they're kind of like you, but they're kind of aren't you particularly <laughs> yes i feel like that's kind of what we find we're trying to look for in mates anyway is to find someone that it's similar enough to you that you all get along but i don't know i don't i i feel like it's a little weird that they fell in love anyway it's kind of like 
incest, but I also feel like it should be fine because it's not like they were raised together or anything like that. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, well, we will so save that for a nerd talk one day. Yeah, the age old question: if you uh, if you bang a clone of yourself, is it gay or masturbation? You know, it's like is that is yes. that the age old question? Age old <laughs> question. It's Taylor fine. That's time. what it is. <laughs> Leave, me, All right. leave my personal life out of this. <laughs> Moving on to Rick and Morty check-in. We had episode two, and I'll start with you, Jaren. Your thoughts on episode two of Rick and Morty? Uh, I mean, it wasn't as good as the first episode, but it was it was all right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I was I was still I I, I don't know. It was okay. <laughs> Jason Umbre. I think um, this is one of those episodes, yeah, it's, it's not as good as the first one, but it's also really, I guess, one of those ones that's supposed to just mess with the audience. Like, we are now, like, not, I mean, it's basically saying, like, whatever adventure that we watch, you shouldn't care, like, if it's our Rick or not, because it doesn't matter. Like, none right. of these Ricks and the families, they're all interchangeable. They're all billions of multiverses worth of people and they're not only in the multiverse but in the same planet there might be several different ricks running around doing things i thought like, that was that yeah. the whole escalation and de-escalation of of the clones was pretty fun but it was a fun episode for me but it, yeah it's not as good as the first one it's not gonna it be was, a classic yeah it was, it was like a is an excuse for them to be like listen we're just gonna let you kill people as much as you want in this episode, and it's is horrible, and, horrible and, and, and everybody submit creative ways to kill people, <laughs> and the best ones will be animated in the episode. Like everybody on staff was like, "Well, what if they did this?" And you know, what if they were toasted? No, have puppet ricks and and straw ricks and yeah, yeah, crazy stuffed Leatherface ricks, <laughs> and, then, and then having right. having them come around as the squid, you know, aliens, yeah. and be like, "Oh, this is what I would do if I was trying to adapt to this," you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I hated it. This this episode was trash. The only <laughs> thing about this episode that was good is that we're finally getting Rick, because I think me and you talked about that, Jason. Like, Rick is a bad guy. And this season is submitting that Rick ain't got all the answers, bro. You ain't yeah. got all the answers, Sway. And I, <laughs> I, I do like that part about it. But all of this, this episode was trash, man. We can move right along, going from there. <laughs> and it also, like, I mean, I guess it also says that Rick is totally, like, he he thinks he's a, he, as a god. But he's right. totally fallible, so he's not a god. He's not the best, or he is a like, god, like every god that we've had through history. And he's just shitty at his and... job. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah. that's probably a better comparison than anything. Yeah. He is a <laughs> god that just like every other guy and just sucks. Yeah, just not great. <laughs> let's move on. We talk about shittiness. Let's move on. Oh, that shouldn't have been a good intro for it. But let's just move on. <laughs> now he's to... gonna ruin the whole entire conversation. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, tomorrow, man. We all had sat down and witnessed tomorrow, man. The new. Chris Pratt vehicle on uh, Amazon Tomorrow Prime War. video. Tomorrow War. Tomorrow oh yeah, War. there you go. Even that's even bad. That's even worse. <laughs> there you go. I, I didn't even put the title down wrong. So I'll tell you how much I care about this. So to go ahead and start this off, let's start with a little bit of positivity, which will probably be Jaren. Jaren, please tell us what you thought about Tomorrow War. Oh, positivity. Um, <laughs> I thought you enjoyed this, so that's what I thought we're going to start with you. Yeah, I you when I texted you when I was watching this, you're like, I'm having fun. <laughs> for, for, the, for the initial part of the movie i was so you get introduced to his estranged father played by uh jk uh, simmons man yeah jk the incomparable jk simmons jk swolson's yeah <laughs> doing his best doing his best trump supporter that uh i think yeah. kind of just kind of a nut uh hates government and and likes to build bombs in airplane hangars um 
I think the most there's time travel in this movie, and the most unbelievable part in this opening is that there is a a combat veteran that isn't emotionally damaged um, in Chris Pratt's character. Like, <laughs> like he, he seems, seems well adjusted. Seems really well adjusted and fairly normal for uh, for a combat special forces guy. <laughs> yeah, especially someone who was just there to like patch people up. So he was always at the worst parts of it. Um, he got his own Futurama arm in real life. I thought that was kind of cool. His little Futurama <laughs> arm thingy. Uh, I don't know about the. I don't know about uh, how they they approached. Um, like the moralistic aspects of that where they definitely didn't let him know what was happening before it was done. Uh, uh, I had some questions. Um, <laughs> wh- wh- why, uh, when they, when they first land in the future and they land in the pool, wh- why does the black Marine biologist not know how to swim? Like, cause that- he fell from the sky. Yeah. But he was just in a, he was just in a pool and had to get pulled out. And he's he was also weighted biology. down with all his, his equipment too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses for this movie. biologist. <laughs> You're right. Good in water. <laughs> he hangs out at Tybee Island, according to his teacher. But he's also black, by so he doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> oh, I just <laughs> he, he, oh. he is the black guy, Jaron. He is yeah. the black dude. Guy. That, yeah. that was the most tokenest of tokens on that movie, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> he was funny though. He he and Chris Pratt's energy played off each other well. I like their back when they were back and forth. I thought they, I thought they were matching energies, and I enjoyed every time they were talking together. I was like, "Oh, this is kind of fun." Like I enjoyed their back and forth. They had a good back and forth um, when they're trying to get the queen out of the hole. Um, motherfuckers need to rewatch Jurassic Park. Put the goddamn cage in front of the hole. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You put the raptor cage in front of the hole and you pull it into the goddamn cage and you have somebody on top to push the thing down. Don't pull it into the room and hang out with it for a bit and then think about getting in there later. What the fuck? It's bullshit. Look, the proportions of these war of this war weren't very bright, right? The people yeah, who are I mean, carrying out this clearly. Uh Chris Pratt at this point, I think on his uh on his IMDB, on like his like his yeah, Things that he lists as uh, his strengths as far as acting goes. Uh, CGI animal handling should be near the top. I've seen that man wrestle raptors. I've seen that man wrestle (laughs) white spikes and queens and shit now. I mean, do him wrestle Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be fun. I'd hang out in the street for fucking 100 years with her. Yeah, she's Uh, a big character, so yeah, I believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They fucked up time travel uh, yet again. there's there's it, at the core of it you send people back in time to fix the future by preparing for it you don't yank everybody that's gonna die and then say come on with us to a fight that we're probably not with gonna no win. training whatsoever well i get uh, yeah it would have worked better if there had only been one jump but they came back they grabbed every military personnel they could and went back again questionable strategy here uh, and then they came back and they got another group and then they came back and got another group. At no point are they talking in the past about shit from the future that they can do to like fucking stop this <laughs> before any of this shit goes down. Cause, cause time travel is, I mean, if it had only been one jump and then the thing had broke and they, you know, and then that was it, you, you could write around that a little bit again questionable strategy but then you don't have people just just back and forth in the timeline with new information but then just deciding not to share it with fucking anybody um 
his his wife figures it out. Uh, <laughs> nobody else on the planet. Nobody else on the planet fucking sorted that the fuck out. Nobody. Nobody. Oh, kill the queen immediately. You got her. You got the shit. You're able to get her DNA. Fucking shoot her in the goddamn face. <laughs> Done. Don't let her call her fucking people to your one special place that is you don't need those people at. Fucking kill her. There's no point in her being alive. Uh, Chris Pratt's a dumbass for jumping off of the ledge after his daughter. What? What's the plan there? Oh, she's falling and she's about to get eaten by aliens. I'll go too with the one hope for humanity in my fucking hands. For a very smart guy, he's kind of an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the daddy-daughter bullshit uh, for her, super manufactured, never bought it. I mean, she they, they did not write a good reason for her to have that much hatred and distrust for a man that ultimately she loves and trusts exceptionally, like like more than anybody else in the planet. So much so that she brought him to the future. <laughs> <laughs> and purposely him picked him out and brought him to the future. <laughs> uh. And I hate your guts, but you're the only one I trust. (laughs) And so then they go, they go back. uh, They talk to a politician. They say, we've solved it. He says, go fuck yourself. And at that point I paused it. I looked at Alex. He was like, I need a drink, but he's not drinking right now. So I just cracked another one. And uh, at one forty-six, an hour, 46 minutes in, I have predicted they will employ granddad, a strange dad to fly them to Russia. Happy ending with granddad meeting daughter. And then my last note for this movie was nailed it. (laughs) all right um i guess let me go ahead and get my health away because i think i'm a little cooler water than i know jason's gonna jason number eight is gonna probably really destroy this but but you know as always um my my quote on this was 30 30 years from now this movie still will suck um (laughs) (laughs) pros uh chris chris pratt's just his back has to hurt because this in my notes is like chris pratt put on a LeBron Jamie-ish or Chris Paulian performance because he's the only good thing about this movie. And that's barely because he's just charming enough to be tolerable. Um, <laughs> the, the creature design was cool, but on the same token, on the con is, I can't believe these creatures are the ones that took down humanity. <laughs> so that, that's that's insane. Um, the beginning before they showed the creatures was super suspenseful and super fun. Everything until once they first you first see the, the monsters, the movie goes completely, completely and utterly <laughs> to the trash can. And part of the reason it does that is because, and I'm not gonna go over the numerous plot, hole, plot holes. I, I'm just gonna go with some of the simple things that bother me because I, I try to give what you give me. You're gonna tell me this loving man left his family? Really? Yeah. Really? Okay, whatever. All right, you give me that, I'll take it. Because you were trying to do this whole symbolism where he left his family and his daughter's giving him a second chance. So maybe he should give his father a second chance that possibly left his family too. That's what they were trying to do. But you know what happened? You know when you jump off a cliff off of the other guys when the Rock and Sam Jackson jumped off the, uh, the roof to land in the bushes and completely missed everything? That's what it was did script-wise. It fucking missed everything. It didn't do a good job of correlating that well. It died in flight. They didn't even have enough DC to hit the ground and die. Died mid-flight. So <laughs> that was terrible. And then my last real big big beef with it, because, again, I'm not going to point out the plot holes because Jaren did that eloquently for us. My last big beef is, like, this movie had selective main character bullying. When a main character shot a bullet, it seemed to hurt the monster. When all the other jobbers <laughs> shot the bullets, the monster was just like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Because you're I not love these bullets. These are great. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like they would shoot him in the arm and it wouldn't work. But once the chick shot him in the arm with a handgun, his arm falls off. And it's like, hold on. They, they, none of them could hit the arm with these with these automatic weapons. Like it yeah. just was selective. Oh, you got to get on the under, underbelly. But yet people were shooting them in the skull of their head and they were like, oh, that hurt me and I'm hurt now. Like, what yeah. the like, stop it. I mean, so, they just give us a bunch of hordes of them so that when they're taking them down, it's just overwhelming. Don't give me all these people can't hit nobody and only the main characters all of a sudden can their bullets do great. I mean, hell, and then like let's let's call it. I hate it because I, I saw it coming a mile away. It's kind of my biggest biggest beef with Pacific Rim. Everybody should just carry swords in these evasions. Stop <laughs> using guns. Because evidently a sword can slice or an axe can slice through these things better than a bullet can, which and everybody knows a bullet has more force than any of those. Okay, all right, sorry, I'm getting upset. I'm yelling. <laughs> Let me calm down. My point is, is that it, it just was not a good movie, and it was trying to be so fun, and I was trying to accept that this was just fun. But when you just have such leaps in logic, it just takes you out the movie, and then you at the point you're like, why am I watching this? And after I finish this, because like you're right, it gets to a point where it should probably end. And it gives you an extra 20, 30 minutes. And I'm like, why am I watching this? But then I end up having to watch Dynasty Warriors later. And then I realize, oh, this is why I'm watching this. This is a shitty movie week. It must be shitty movie week with this, this podcast. Anyway. I love that we're spoiling the podcast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Spoil. All these movies suck. <laughs> the end. I don't know why you guys are here. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Your review on Tomorrow War. Not Tomorrow Man. I, tomorrow War. Tomorrow War. Okay. At one point in while watching this movie, I was literally yelling at my TV because these characters, especially Chris Pat's character, is so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, pretty much this whole entire premise of this whole entire movie is fucking dumb. Um, once you discover time travel, you pretty much won your fight because you know you have endless possibilities of sending things back, information back in time to iterate on it. You have 30 years to keep iterating and train and, and figure this shit out. But for yeah. some reason, no one thought of that. Yeah. Um, but the most um illogical part of this movie for me was in the beginning when they're having a party where everybody's sitting around in America watching the World Cup. Like <laughs> 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 And everybody's interested in Brazil and France and in America. Like yeah. we don't, and it's not a female World Cup; it's a male World Cup. Like no one gives a shit. <laughs> like, I justified that because they were white. I just said they're white, so white people do crazy shit like that. So yeah, that's why. Um, I no one was drinking that. an IPA, so they weren't that whiter. <laughs> <laughs> like every aspect of this movie was stupid. Like from them thinking that it's only fifty percent of the the armed forces could go. Um, okay, that means that of the entire world, that's still you know millions of people. So y'all should have been able to handle this. And then you're just like, oh, let's just send regular people and give them guns and and hope this works, rather than giving the information to the people of the of our current timeline and saying, here's all the things we know. Right. Train the kids, train the people, you know, figure this shit out, right? Because we have time travel. <laughs> and then if it doesn't work. When we invent time travel, we'll send back everything you know to the people back then, and then we'll keep going until we figure this until out. Because we, we yeah. have time travel. Mm. It's fucking dumb. Well, hold on, <laughs> yeah. hold on. And then the worst part, too, that I forgot that I put in my notes, I had it down here, is like, we do realize this. This movie still ends tragically because all those motherfuckers that did finally come back to the regular present time, they know they die a couple of years down the road. <laughs> yeah. They know they're fucking out of here. So... Well, I mean, not, still going to die. Not Chris Pratt. He yeah, died in a Chris car Pratt accident. Died in a car he, accident. I'd be like, yo, but, daughter hates him. 
for that month, but, I'm just not driving. Yeah, again, again, we assume it's still going to happen. It's like it's like final destination. This death is going to eventually catch your ass if you you scheduled to go. You scheduled to go one day. Dude, that had just, cancer. He going to go. Like I just say, like <laughs> the theory of this, the the I guess the theme of this movie beyond the fact that you know you know families deserve second chances is that you know scientists are the ones that are going to are going to rule the day. But every single scientist in this movie is a complete Whoa. utter moron. Fucking like, sniffing moron. Like, like <laughs> I don't understand how you were able to get through MIT if you're that stupid. <laughs> nice like, try. like, I guess it's got to be. It should be called White Privilege the Movie because apparently you got in on <laughs> <laughs> on on some sort of familiar ties other than merit. Like or, the black characters are are sassy black best friend doesn't get a story art because of course not. Why should he? Um, I mean, he barely gets a story arc because yeah. at the end, but when he get disappears for half the movie and he comes back and he's like, "Oh, I hid." Uh, yeah. I guess that was supposed to be his. He needs to redeem himself. But like, you were an untrained person sent into the future to fight monsters. Like, yeah, yeah that's a good idea to hide for seven yeah. days and not die and not do anything they tell you because they didn't tell you shit. <laughs> yeah. They didn't train you. They handed you a gun and sent you to the future and like figure this shit out. Like that's not how shit works, all right. I, I will say, and it was it's just uh, thank God somebody didn't fuck this up. But as soon as they find a spaceship, and I'm like, oh, Alex Kalel's ship, uh, you know, but uh whenever they cut into it, he look I look at him and I go, Hold on, they absolutely cannot. These things are animals. They cannot, you cannot convince me that they are travel, they're able to travel to the Gulf yeah, of space. To space. And they had some Prometheus looking motherfucker as a pilot seat that wasn't them. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Okay, okay. Because if they had tried to say that these fucking, these like essentially dogs uh, were also I able see to cruise things. through space, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> I mean, I was already checked out, but still, nah. The worst part about this movie is they try to explain like the leaps in logic. They t- generally attempt to explain all the leaps in logics in this movie, but it just makes it even sound stupider. Like a lot yeah. of movies like this would have just like left the hole there and be like, okay, whatever, don't even worry about it. This one was like, oh no, we can't go back in time, or we, you know, it's a tether. We still all are moving forward in time, so we can't just. And we just made it, and no one knows what blah 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 blah. But it's like, still, you still have time travel. There's going to be a point mm-hmm. in time, you know, when you create this over again for the past timeline. <laughs> yeah. and, and, it's, and there's no it, doubt in my mind if it got to the Russian government, Russian government would have destroyed that whole thing in one fell swoop. They're like, oh, we just, don't, we want to wait for the UN. <laughs> Shut the what are we? Uh, yeah. You know what? We spent more time than this movie deserves on it. Yeah, let's, let's just move on, on to the next one because we because it's not even the, the worst one. movie on the list. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and I think we all enjoyed the next movie a lot better. But please remember to like, share, subscribe um, as we go through this again. Head Cannon Circus and the next movie on our list, we're going to talk about Good Old America, the motion picture out from <laughs> Netflix. So I'm gonna go ahead and let Jason Number Eight start this off because I think we all thoroughly enjoyed this a lot more. I oh, if anybody like, didn't know, we're not referring to Tomorrow War. We're, I think we all, uh, yeah, as a unison, say, go fuck Hard it. Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go fuck itself. Uh, go ahead for America, the motion picture. So I started watching this because I had no idea what this was about up until, like, I turned it on. I had nothing going into this. At first, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is what, <laughs> literally, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and by the end of this, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> this is. <laughs> America, the motion picture is this acid trip of uh, 
anti critical race theory <laughs> retelling of all of America's history into one like sort of simple timeline where every uh, major American uh, hero existed all at the same time to fight off the British during the revolution. And it is absolutely an- anachronistic and insane. It's literally just insanity on the screen and it's hilarious. It is absolutely like balls to the wall, like laugh out loud, tears in my eyes, funny. <laughs> it's just like, I didn't. I did not like it at first, but I, at the end, I was like, "This, this is uh, the best movie of the year." It <laughs> 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 is made in Georgia. It's great. <laughs> All right, um, I rolled through for my this one. Yes, and you kind of took what I was going to say. I, my my notes were: this is a meta. I can't feel my face. Crazy ass movie that makes me second guess if I'm pro critical race theory because they should teach <laughs> this history and all the history books. <laughs> Um, so going to let's start off with my cons because I have a lot of pros on that, a lot but good pros. My con is like kind of said in the middle of the movie, it does lose a bit of steam when they're trying to kind of meander to kind of get the running time to fit. The only real con I had is like they made George Washington such a dumbass that it made it hard to believe like he would be, you know, the president. Uh, oh, sorry, the king of this new country. That kind of bothered me. They should have made him a little. Well, they should have made him a little bit more capable and a little bit more gleaming of leadership. So it could have been at least a small bit viable. That's the only real negative I had because it's like, why would anybody who's around him except for Sam Adams follow this goof? Like, everybody else would have been like, no, this dude's a fucking moron. Like, because no, he was President Abraham Lincoln, and Abraham Lincoln was the leader, and they were like, oh, we'll just <laughs> go on to George Washington. Oh, no, I agree it, but I think it just made him a little bit more capable, I think, because he had one capable moment with the one America, like, with the Gettysburg Address, like, he had, they had a capable moment then, I'm like, okay, they're trying to lead us into that, and no, no, he went back to being a complete nickapoop. But besides that, I mean, that's, that's just a beef of mine. I always think that if you're going to put leadership characters, at least give them a reason why people would follow but all the meta white privilege jokes, all the metal meta uh, Native American from Geronimo jokes. You're going to give just... us the land back, right? Like, yeah, we're totally right, going right. <laughs> right. And Sam Adams could not, he couldn't give a straight face. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Even I say down to the little touches, like when uh, Martha Washington turns into a Brit briefly, her teeth are all yellowed out. <laughs> when she turns back American from beer, they go white again. Like, even little yeah. stuff like that, I think is <laughs> just beautiful. When they kept calling, to, uh, uh, John Henry Irons, Mr. Smith. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Mr. Smith. It's like, why do you keep calling me that? Well, you're a blacksmith. Right, yeah. <laughs> Don't you understand? Small business owner. Uh, that was just great. Um, and then, I mean, the, the, the person that steals the show 100% is Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold's character in this. werewolf. Made... Yes, it's so fucking awesome. No reason uh, for it to be there, but they man. did it, and it was just amazing. <laughs> and every time Benedict Arnold was on the screen, I knew some wild shit was about to happen because <laughs> it just wasn't going to be normal. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Jaron, your, your your take on it? I have some notes. Uh, basically, I wrote down my favorite jokes throughout it. Um, I love it when Benedict Arnold uh, uh, initially acknowledges that he's a bad guy and he says i'm switching sides and uh 
Lincoln doesn't quite get it, but thinks he's gay coming out as gay. And so he gives him a big hug. He's like, congratulations. And he's like, I'll be fucking rich. He's like, that's awesome for rich in you. And he's like, oh, they played that so well. Benedict Cosby Arnold, you boy, you bastard. Yeah, so great. So great. They made George Washington basically Wolverine. Those cherry trees didn't cut them fucking selves down. He has two like blades of gas-powered uh, chainsaws, by the way, which is hilarious. Um, it, the animation, the, when I first started watching it, kind of looks like one of those tragic church animations initially. Like, right off the rip, I'm like, oh, you know where they try to take the very much X-rated King James Bible and then make it for kids? They do those like that, you know, with the, like the long, I don't know, that animation style. But it it they, it they left it because there's a lot of great um, camera angles. There's a lot of great artistic choices in it. But initially, I was like, oh, no. Uh, but it, it grew on me very quickly, immediately. I do like when he uh, finds out that he is impregnated. Uh, George Washington is impregnated, Martha, and like, she's like... Literally seconds within having sex with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, so, you know, girl knows. But he, uh, he was like, man, that's that's all I've ever wanted was a loving family. And her response is, ew, gross. You were an orphan? Is my... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since he's never had a family... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Fast and the Furious horse racing scene was phenomenal too when they're meeting Paul Revere for the first time Thomas Edison is basically Iron Man let's be real uh, for this old people in the group that uh, A-team opening for Geronimo <laughs> which mm-hmm. he's on a motorcycle I was like uh, it was phenomenal uh, the Titanic stays hitting shit in this movie it hits a bunch of shit there's a bit of a cover up which is great but uh, uh one of the British rules is no toothpaste, which I thought was hilarious. Yes, uh, yes, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, uh, Sam Adams uh, talks about knowing his boy John Wick, the candlestick maker. Yeah, he's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was trained by him. He was trained yeah, by John Wick. By John Wick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Yankee Kong arcade game in the background was phenomenal. It made me laugh. Uh, the Back yeah. to the Future quote: "This is Blue Riff. Follow me <laughs> for the changes." Uh, that entire blacksmith combo, uh, <laughs> and and his shot being called, I'd hit that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right next to the strip club. <laughs> yeah, killer yeah. Mike for the win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. killing it. Um, George Washington's constant quoting of John three sixteen and attributing it to quotes that have nothing to do with anything, <laughs> and they're always different. Made me laugh almost every time. Uh, I love the Vietnam payoff. We won that fight, you know. <laughs> Geronimo lost his arm. He lost like three four three fifths of an arm. Right, right, right. Oh, such a good one. Three fifths rule. Oh, I'm so good. Compromise. Yeah. Uh, And uh, there was some. There was a Star Trek Earl Grey hot reference in there that I thought was great. Martha's uh, transformation back from uh, from a Brit to uh, Lady Liberty was phenomenal. Very reminded me kind of like a. Uh, somewhere in the vein of Dragon Ball Z meets, um, I don't know what's a uh, Sailor Moon like Sailor the Moon, circular, yeah. like circular Moon camera yeah. transformation. Uh, I Johnny Appleseed was a motherfucking beast in this, just coming out and growing trees out of my pockets. Uh, the national treasure joke, uh, when he gives him his, the declaration of independence back, and he looks at the back, he's like, There's no map on that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Real disappointed. 
Um, yeah, we're gonna give all these guns back, right? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you mentioned Maybe. it too, Jaren. Every time they would mention something like in our time, and all yeah, the characters would be like, "What the fuck is a?" <laughs> It's like you must have cracked the car. What the right fuck's a car? Do you read that internet? What the fuck is the internet? Yeah, <laughs> and then they just breeze past it. It was brilliant. <laughs> Let's keep going. Um, uh, and then uh, uh, the I I want to say it's a Ghostbuster reference, and maybe I'm just reaching because I'm a Ghostbusters fan. But when she reverses the polarity of the uh, of the tea bag weather changing system by fashioning a backpack with a big gun that shoots a, a positronic beam out of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I was like, it was. I was like, Ghostbusters? Yeah. Probably. Let's just say yes. And, yeah. 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 And, and, and finally, and I love this. It's so subtle and understated, but it, I mean, I literally, if I had, I busted a gut, uh, George and Martha's kid being named in Hey, yes. little, yeah, <laughs> right at the end doesn't yeah. say it loudly kind of at the back of a thing hey, little Denzel. and that's all it is it is it, it. <laughs> oh man at the end of that journey i was just like i was i was i was i was yeah i you're I one feel of the like British that one. joke would have been written better for if they put thomas jefferson in the movie but i think thomas jefferson got too much heat so they were like nah we we probably yeah, can't put them in here. Maybe like. in the sequel, because there there are some things we can say about Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Some. Yeah. 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 Oh, you got to If you do a sequel, they got to at least get one of the Rose. Well, Teddy Roosevelt, and they got to get um Andrew uh Andrew Jackson Andrew Johnson oh. in it. Like, you know, beat beat a beat a what is it an assassin down with his cane on like the White House <laughs> steps? Yeah, he has to be in the next one. <laughs> yeah. No. Just uh, from top to bottom, phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal, all the way. All right, so I guess we are all recommending this movie. Any dissensions? Uh, if you are like you know an older person, don't watch this movie because you're not going to get the crass humor. But for anybody like let's say forty and under, it'll be great. You'll <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, guys, don't remember to like, share, subscribe. Uh, Head Cannon yeah. Circus. We're here everywhere: Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iPod, uh, iPlaylist, Google Playlist, everywhere you can find us at. Let's move on along to something I kind of buried the lead on, but we're going to talk about Dynasty Warriors, a movie that Netflix has greenlit from the series, the, the video game series. So I'm gonna go ahead and jump right in here because I was going to use the word "die" to bring up a bunch of words to adjectives to describe this, like dynamic fight scenes or whatever, but only I left was just the fact that I wanted to die. <laughs> that I wanted a warrior to take my life for even suggesting that for all of us to watch this. Because this was my fault, my suggestion. You should, so, you should yeah. commit Buku because of this. <laughs> yeah, oh, again, again, and then I actually saw other stuff that I was like, oh, this would have been a lot better interesting to review than this. But let's just jump right into it. Let me get all the good stuff out of the way. It, it was some good fight scenes in there. There... And I, I think I even text like, how could a movie look so beautiful and look so cheap at the same time? Like when they had natural sets and everything, it looked really good. Then they would jump into CGI, and then it almost felt like they ran out of budget halfway through the movie because the last hour CGI stuff or blues, blue, blue or green screen stuff is completely insane and bonkers and just god awful. It yeah, but I will say good fight scenes. I also want to say that um. They did a very good job of interpreting the game's melee-style action, because I don't know if you guys remember the game or even played that game. You basically mm -hmm. would fight as one big general and be thrown into a battlefield, and you basically just 
massacre people all the way up until you get to a one-on-one fight, which they did in this one, which I thought was really well done too. It looked like the video game. A lot of the action scenes and their power moves were very reminiscent to the video game. I also remember because I used to play with Lu Bu, the lightning dude. That was my dude when I used to play. So <laughs> I had to see him be like the main bad guy. I was like, oh, that's my dude. Like, he, he a beast too, like in the game. So I thought that was a good transition. The cons, I'm just going to be real. The first hour of the movie, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I had hmm. no idea what was going on. No clue. Until they got real streamlined and it came together, the kingdoms came together. Yeah. I felt like if I were to rewrite this movie, I just would have did it with the three brothers that were like, you know, lost their kingdom, whatever, and followed them from losing their kingdom to building themselves back up because they end up getting different trades to getting back into the war and then joining the kingdom and just sit it through their eyes. And I think it would have made a lot better sense and been way more streamlined because we could have saw the brutality of the joke-ass king character that was in there that didn't do shit but pretty much just rape Asian women mm-hmm. off camera. So, like, it would just would have been a better transition to see his brutality through their eyes, which would have forced them to get back into the game. And I thought that would have been a better movie, but neither here nor there. The movie was made the way it was made. And also, what the fuck was going on with, like, they had these angles for the, the Asian women that they were like, tune in for part two to know what happens with this. And you guys know how much I hate that shit. I hate <laughs> movies that just fucking stop in the middle of the movie. Like, oh, that's the end of the movie. You better watch it next time. I know what happens. And I'm thinking, dude, somebody thought this movie was good enough to get it next time. That's the bigger problem. That they thought this is good enough to get a part two. So with all that being said, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys already know why I lean with it. Uh, go, let's start with Jason number eight. What was your thoughts on Dynasty Warriors that I made you guys suffer through? So um, I only hate you for about an hour because... And I this movie, I turned it off because I was <laughs> I was like, I don't need to subject myself to this bullshit anymore. Like I'm a grown ass man. I can do whatever the fuck I want with my time. <laughs> so I didn't like, know that was an option. Shit. So like when I'm watching this movie and like they get the, the three brothers, or I don't even know their brother. I mean, like, I don't want to denigrate anybody's culture or anything like that, but like I didn't even know they were brothers. They kept saying they're brothers, but they all have different names. I don't know if that's... Oh, no, not, they weren't real brothers. They we were, were brothers real brothers. Arms. I didn't understand yeah. any of this movie whatsoever. <laughs> like, when they <laughs> walk through the forest, and then the lady, and they come into this blue place, and the lady like, starts telling them about cow-cow, and then they go into a flashback, and then that flashback goes into a flashback, and then that flashback goes into another flashback, and then I realized she's still telling them the story of this, and it's been like 35 <laughs> yeah. minutes, and I'm... <laughs> I'm just like, I'm done. I don't need to watch any more of this because I'm already confused as to what's going on. Uh, like, I maybe I just need to research Han Dynasty, you know, ancient Chinese culture of the Han Dynasty to understand any of this. But well, I don't have that kind of time on my you hands. Like, you don't like the flashback in t- inside yeah. the flashback inside the flashback? No. Like the dream inside the dream inside no, the dream inside this, the dream? This, this, <laughs> Inception was dumb enough as it was. <laughs> if you finish the movie, you know, but it, like it, it uh, together, Jason, but. Jason wants to say that the, the graphics are all right, and sometimes like I thought this looked like uh, a bad Power Rangers TV show. Like I saw, <laughs> like later versions of Power Rangers have done better with this. Like that's what I thought. Like, like this is like who spent money on this? <laughs> this, is, this is so <laughs> terrible. Why, why do like, they still have a job? It's. I just. I couldn't. I couldn't get through it. It was just like I was confused as to why these guys at first were fighting for Lao Bu or whatever his name is, and then also like, you know, they were fighting against you know. And I understand the reason why they they did this. It and it's it's jacked up, but like 
the in the beginning they're fighting against rebels and they go and slaughter all these rebels who are trying to fight for peace and love and you know but they're fighting for the han dynasty and they're like we got to save the han dynasty and i get it because this movie was produced in china and china you got to be all about the government even though the chinese government overthrew their last imperial dynasty <laughs> but it's like like you guys are supposed to be the good guys. You just killed all these dudes who just wanted to live in peace. <laughs> like, and then you you save the dude that was getting like swarmed by all these other guys who ends up being the bad guy in the first place. <laughs> and and then freaking Cow Cow was right there with the knife that could cut through steel this, to kill the dude, and he doesn't. And the guy's like, "Oh, that's fine. Now let's just kill him anyway." And none of it made any sense to me. It, don't watch this movie. Just don't. I was never. A Dynasty Warriors fan, anyway, but like, I'm not going to be. <laughs> Jaren, your thoughts on Dynasty Warriors? Oh man, well that 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 man makeup is real. Uh, for starters, man, they were all wearing some serious fucking eyeliner in this movie. Some guy liner. Yeah. Uh, pillows in their stomachs and shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that one fat guy that clearly is not a fat guy. I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. It's like y'all got fat dudes. Y'all can use them. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, Lubu's twelve-inch headdress definitely compensating for something. Just saying um, that he when Lubu chased uh, Sao out of the capital, motherfucker drifted that horse around a corner. <laughs> they were drifting yeah, the yeah, horses. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> no, <it laughs> also, <was not. laughs> also, also, and I know, I know, this is gonna sit in your fucking mind for a bit, Jason Number A, but. Uh, I'd say better scene than the speeder bike racer on uh, in return You're of the really, Jedi. Oh, I'm fighting you next time I see you. We are throwing hands. I it was mm, better no, with the trees. I cannot let that it looked more fun. Cannot let that stand. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it sucks that you said that he was uh, old dude was raping those girls because I just thought that was like his harem. Because I I'm thinking I'm sitting there watching this movie. I've never been more jealous of a fat warmonger. He stole the oh, harem oh. from the prince. Well, the, the harems that were there around <laughs> the prince him, yeah, shouldn't have had a harem. He's like six years old. But yeah, it was the harems that were around him. Yes, but it was a scene in there where she was like dressed in red in a, a carriage, and yeah, obviously she didn't want it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, Nah, we nah. I'm but she promised you off on this. But she promised herself to Lou Boo. She. I don't think he knew that he was going. He was stealing his boss's woman. Oh no, he didn't know that at all. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, a lot of great aerial photography. It's almost like this country is responsible for the best drones on the planet. It's weird. I know. <laughs> there was a lot of it, and they leaned pretty fucking hard on those that DJI man. Uh, the fighting for me, uh, a little too crouching tiger, hidden dragon. I'm not a fan of wire work where it makes them look lighter than air. I like for my superpower beings to. Uh, interact with the world around them with the weight that, I mean, they actually have. I like it when somebody that's strong or can fly, when they, they run somebody into a wall, I like to see the wall buckle behind them a little bit. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I, I love a lot of traditional Asian fighting and filmmaking styles, uh, but I lean more in the camp of, of like uh, Jackie Chan and stuff like that, where there's consequences and people they use, they use the, they use the, the, the string work to maybe amplify a jump a little bit, but it's still in your mind. You can still get your head around the realism. Uh, some of this stuff was a little too, a little too floaty for my taste. Uh, and I know it's traditional. I just, also I one like, look, 
you've got let's use somebody else. Let's not use Jackie Chan because no nobody's Jackie Chan. I, I mean, you know, I'm not saying we're setting the bar all the way to the top, but yeah, I want to say he's in a whole nother like <laughs> stratosphere of like things when it comes to fight choreography and action. Like yeah. we'll, we'll probably never see anything like that in our in our generation. Like nobody will be as good as him in that shit. Like it's right. it's, I mean, it's also just pay people just to take a kick. Yeah, like, you're gonna get kicked. Here's thirty more dollars or whatever. Right, just, right, right, right. Like, so it looks fucking real. It looks yeah. it is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you about to get hit, all right? So, yeah. like, I don't know what you want to do about it, but I'm going to hit you for real. We're going to sell this. <laughs> but, but, but point taken, Jaren. I know what you're trying. Yeah. To get what you're saying is like you want something that looks real and has the weight of real physics than the yeah. drifty, floaty. I can sit yeah. on a tree branch horse with one foot, and then right. like just leans like the yeah, yeah, horse drifting. That horse drift. <laughs> that horse drift looked like it had the most weight of any of it. So, uh, <laughs> um, you dipped out early, Jason Number Eight. So you missed. You missed a scene where they are running down the face of a waterfall and fighting. Yeah, and that was tight. Thank down you. the face of a waterfall and I fighting. I need to see this. Yeah, <laughs> that was tight. I mean, the CG yeah. with all it was wonky, but it was tight because yeah, you got yeah. what they were trying the to do, and it looked really there. cool. Yeah, and you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could have been done better, but you understood. They did. They did enough so that you could follow along with it. Um, the there is no horse on this planet more loyal than fucking Lubu's horse, man. He was uh, the only horse that even comes close is Roach from the Witcher series. That <laughs> motherfucker is always with your ass. But this this horse was coming out of nowhere to get landed on. He was like lining <laughs> up the shots and shit. Like, got gotcha. you. Right. Let's go, fam. We out. All his lightning effects were flat at the end because I think they ran out of money. Um mm-hmm. And I, but I did uh, one last one last pro. I did appreciate the shades of gray in the characters. Uh, Sal, um, he starts out with the noble ambitions, makes some mistakes along the way, and ultimately goes down a darker path. But maybe there's redemption in his future because again, the movie didn't fucking end. It just says we'll see you next episode. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and as, soon as, as soon as that happened, and this was Jason's <laughs> recommendation. I was like, oh. Yo, I was hot. Oh, I was hot. <laughs> but yeah, uh, all done. Back, what rec- yeah. Would I recommend this? No, no, no. It's long. Um, and it is it is needlessly confusing. Um, uh, understandably, when you get to the end, you understand why they were trying to create such a sprawling epic with <laughs> so many people and where it all kind of comes together. And it does give you kind of a worldview of this, of, of all the different parts that are vying for their individual reasonings for what they want in this story. Uh, but no, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, it's 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 slow. It, the fighting's just okay. The CG is questionable at best. Um, yeah. 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 I already. Well, you didn't finish it, Jason number eight. No. So we know that you're saying no. Definitely I, I would say if you're a fan of this genre of shit, Mm, still saw you because even uh jaren i think you had suggested something and i was like and it's, it's all in that same ilk where i was like i'm just not a fan of these these genre-esque kind of films but i thought mm. you know i played the video game so maybe I, i'll relate more nah I'm, yeah. I'm not here for it man i'll we, we we can skip out on that um going on to something that we all probably did enjoy a little bit more if not a lot more uh hbo max came out with a movie no sudden move has a huge star star studded cast, so yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and just go ahead and jump right in there. Um, Jason, number A, well, let's go with start with Jaren. Jaren, what were your thoughts on No Sudden Move on HBO Max? I this is probably the thing I had the least amount of notes on because the movie is fucking good. Um, yeah. 
uh, my own, I only have three notes. Uh, it was slow paced, but it kept me interested. Like the characters were deep enough and, and there was something there that even when there wasn't like a, uh, it didn't feel like the, a lot of modern day movies have big fight sequences or big conflict points. And then like a very thin amount of story that strings them all together. Just get me from this sequence to this sequence, to this sequence so that we can end the movie. This didn't feel like that. It felt the people, the characters felt very lived in. There were some interesting choices uh, all the way around. Uh, they cure. They killed uh, Kieran Culkin way too soon. I fucking love <laughs> that. Best dude. Culkin. <laughs> I know the best Culkin. Yeah. I absolutely love that dude. And, uh, it 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 isn't it is a dramatic movie it is not a funny movie but it did i got one laugh out loud moment when uh near the very end um uh the rich guy at the top is matt talking damon. about how huh matt damon yeah matt damon that's i couldn't think of his name for some reason matt damon basically explains to to them to the black guy in in america in old america uh, that he changed his name something. He took the Stein off his name because it uh, mm-hmm. it was a bit of a setback. And then you just see uh, you see old dude look up and go, oh yeah, Stein, a real setback. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought that was phenomenal. Uh, I laughed out loud at that. I was like, damn, this, yeah, uh, great movie, great suspense, great actors. Yeah, highly recommend. All right, Jason, number A, the Duke of All Nerds. What are your thoughts? Dude, Steven Soderbergh knows how to make a heist movie, man. He does. Oh my God, like, yes. Yes. I don't care what Ricky Morty says about heist movies. They're fun. They mm-hmm. are intriguing. And they have a way of limiting plot holes and like leaps in logic a lot because usually everything's explained at the end anyway. But uh, the best part about this movie for me is the, basically that totally just kind of explains systemic racism. Like <laughs> Matt Damon gives his speech. He's like, I don't care about this money. It's just money to me. Like yeah. y'all are fighting all the harder for this money and I'm just going to get it. And it's just going to come back to me. Doesn't even matter to me that you've done all this like one wit. Cause this system was designed for me and I'm going, and I don't have, to, I don't even have to wake up in the morning to be better off than you are. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> like he's, he, like these dudes have been scheming and, and and plotting and to get to get over on to get this money, and at the end of it, all of it comes back to Matt Damon. All of it, like plus more money than he started off giving away. Like he ends up on top because the system was exactly designed for him to win, and that just is like damn. <laughs> but I'm glad that uh, Don Cheadle's character kind of had uh, a finale that was I guess satisfying for me um, mm-hmm. Benicio Del Toro uh, did not <laughs> have the same but it was great I just like everybody was double crossing everybody <laughs> and it was just so it's just it was just so fun to see like people get their comeuffins at the end of, of each yeah. little <laughs> little segment so yeah it's a great it's a great little movie it's it's fun it's you know it's a little slow but you know, it's a slow burn. It, it builds up to a to a bunch of, of cool little things happening. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, man. Um, I got my notes too for it as well. Uh, nobody moves, and this was beautifully shot. If you know the reference that I'm going with, it like like you said, like he can make a heist movie, but beyond that, it's the subtle things that I enjoy. I know you guys go on your animation kick and camera style kick. So me, it's just a novice that takes things in when I know notice things that shot wise makes me feel a certain way 
I always want to commend it. Like, if you notice in all this movie, anytime they're with a doorway, behind a doorway, going into a doorway, around a doorway, they get really, really small to amp up the tension. So you don't really know what's in front of them or behind them. It like that's done on purpose because the whole movie is showing you, you don't know, we don't know what all the steps are going on in front and you damn sure don't know something from behind is going to get you because of all the moves that are being made behind the scenes and around them. So I thought that was a great choice of how to film it because it's kind of a section of how the film or how the whole movie's kind of written and uh, produced. The, another pro I like about it, and this is something that is very, 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 very hard to do. I always call it, you know, for Martin times for people, because when I say this, people relate to this easier. I call it the John Wick effect. Before John Wick even lifts up a finger, you know how much of a badass John Wick is. And mm-hmm. it's sold to you, believable enough, that when he does become a badass, you expect this. So you don't have to do all the backstory with John Wick. You just have the setup and you know. This movie does a great job of that because you don't know any of these characters' backstory. And you get tidbits of it. And every time you get a little tidbit, it adds more color to the character and their motivations. It adds more ability to understand why they think or want to move the way they move. Especially with Don Cheadle's character, every little tidbit you get from, you find out about him getting out of jail. You find out when he goes with the homie that was trying to help him. He's like, look, man, I've been clean since, you know, you went in. I'm trying, like, all those little things. When he go, goes visit old his old lady and you hit a baby in the back and you know. Possibly like, his baby. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it's so much things that and layer... Pissed His off motivation. Yeah. Right, right, right. Was that her dad or was that her? Yeah, her, it, was, it felt like it was her dad. I thought okay. I felt like it was her dad too. That's what I, felt I like thought. Too. Maybe when that, he was it like, might have been her current husband, but I don't know. Uh, either or, but it's so. Like, it, yeah, I, I think it either felt way. like it was her dad because the conversation he had with him was very like cordial. I know you, yeah. you know me. Like, don't come around here again no more. Current, he like, yeah, I wouldn't think of it. Like, yeah. so. But like it's all those little things that sets up the characters that that's so very hard to do because it makes you now you're rooting for these characters, but we don't know if they're good guys or bad guys. All we don't bad really guys. know. Bad yeah, guys. Every last one of them was a bad guy. Except for I mean, I mean, like so, John Teetle's a bad guy with you know a little honor because he didn't want to just murder right. a family. <laughs> well, neither did uh neither did Ronald, uh Denise Del Charles like he's like uh, he straight up trying to sell out. Uh, do, like Don Cheeto real fast, though, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, again, because it's all for this pursuit of money, we know money makes everybody evil at that point, right? But right. it's just a lot of things in there that just I felt like the character development because we talk about it, it's a slow burn. But you, I feel like the more you get into the movie, the more you start learning about the characters, which in turn makes you get more into the movie, movie as yeah. it steps along. So I thought that was just masterful writing, but masterful filming as well. How they film the shots on there, um. I did enjoy Don Cheadle's attempt at the raspy voice. I thought that was kind of cute, but it does come in and out sometimes. He did, he did kind of like, well, have it. In some scenes, it was like, oh no, that's just Don Cheadle now. Right. Uh, but <laughs> that's your hurts. I, I can't talk like this a lot. Right, right, right. I respect it. The only cons that I had with it, um, it, it is, it's just a con for me. I don't think it's a con for anybody who likes it. I don't watch, I haven't seen a lot of heist movies probably in the last couple of years. So for me, watching this heist movie, it, you really got to be into it. You got to like you. This isn't one of those movies you put on with your cell phone in your hand. Yeah, you and I, I want to tell people, and I and I only say that's a con because in the era we live in now, a lot of people don't sit down and watch a movie anymore. A lot of people do other shit while a movies on, and then go, "Oh yeah, I saw yeah, that." We're different, Jaren. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Like a lot of people don't do that, so that's why I'm saying my only con is like this ain't made for. 
the casual movie watcher that's going to be like, hey, I'm going to go, I'm texting such and such while I'm watching it. Like, you got to be sitting down and being like, let me just, I'm going to take two hours and just be here. And I only put that as a con because, again, this new era of movie watching, nobody really likes to do that anymore. That's you actually have to con. watch this movie, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And everybody's like, well, that's crazy as they listen to us on their cell phone. Uh, but so- <laughs> as soon as you see Steve Sodenberg's name, you put your fucking phone down. You're like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, eyes we got we to gotta, yeah. be. On the on the point on this one, yeah, he's gonna yeah, let us know what's happening, but he's gonna be subtle about it. We got to also Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yes, <himself> go. <laughs> yes. He, he broke his back or something. Yeah, he broke his back. Yeah. Couldn't do, couldn't work out as much. So like, he looks like eighty. And I know he's like our age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. He's like thirty-one. Uh, <laughs> I blame I blame the Mummy franchise for it. Good thing they paid him handsomely for it, though. Yeah. Which but is a whole like other all sorts of double day. crossing and and people who their alternative motives and their own schemes going on and they all fail because someone else is scheming it. It's, it's so great. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Oh, and I guess another. And I guess I didn't like it, but <laughs> just because I felt like you know the ending credit scroll shows this was like kind of quasi based off a uh, true story thing. I thought that kind of deflated a bit now because then it made me want to like I didn't look it up, but. I can see a lot of other people want to be like, well, I want to know how much of this movie was true. So I got to do research. So for me, I feel like you could have left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) I feel like they could have left that out and it would have been fine because now I know it's going to be a group of people that are going to be like, oh, see, this whole movie is bullshit. I don't need. And then it's going to be like, really? You just watched. No one died. Get the catalytic coming out. Right, right. And you're just mad because they didn't like do a real story. Like, so, but anyway, neither here nor there. Um, I think we are probably unanimous on this one too. We all are referring, suggesting this one. Thumbs, yeah, thumbs up. up. Yes. Double. Especially for people who all right. like cinema. You know, like if you're yes. just like, I go to the movies to go to see flashing lights, you might not like this movie. Mm. But right. if you were a Fast and the Furious fan, you might not like this movie. <laughs> don't, don't do them like that. Don't do them like that, Jason. Don't do them like that. Uh, but for the rest guys, of us. Remember, Right. Remember, guys, to like, share, and subscribe. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM under Head Cannon Circus. Let's go ahead and jump to the one of the other movies we reviewed for this week. Heavy, heavy, heavy movie week. We didn't really do any shows. Heavy, heavy movie week. Uh, Summer of Soul uh, on Hulu is basically taking place on the quote-unquote Black Woodstock 1969 in Harlem. Uh, they put together a live show and had probably all the premier black acts at that time and era on the stage. Nina Simone, Stevie Wonder. I mean, we go through the list. The only person that probably didn't show up was the Jackson Five. Right. the family right. stone. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> can yeah, I just it, say? Can I just say? Finally, a found footage movie that delivers on the promise of the Blair Witch. Like trailer, that is actually, actually true, real and compelling. It didn't end with a bunch of teenagers staring in a corner. It was awesome, right? Right. Um, so, because we got to start with blackness on this one, so we're gonna go. Jason, number eight. What are your th- thoughts on Summer oh, of Soul? Thank you for acknowledging my blackness. It's, uh, that, it's, that means a lot to me. I was talking to Jaron about this earlier uh, before the show started. Um, I really enjoy this because a lot of this music is music that you know my parents played when I was a kid. I don't, I don't know if you got this, but every Saturday morning, a lot of those songs mm-hmm. are being played while yep. you're waking up. So I really enjoyed the music part of it. I really enjoyed the history part of it. What I guess makes me kind of sad and or angry is a lot of the stuff that they are saying in this 
movie and in this documentary really, you know, are there still the same things we are saying today? Like yep, yep, yep. this was what 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. literally the exact same words coming out of these people's mouths are the exact same words. You know, my brother is saying when he's out there protesting in downtown Atlanta, like legitimately the last six, six, like, and it's, it's, it's sad that, you know, yeah, we've made some, some changes. We made some progress. You know, now, you know, black music is not like this underground thing anymore. It's actually like probably the prevailing culture, which is also kind of sad because people don't really like to give other people their credit. But I mean, look at TikTok. TikTok yeah. is a living example of that right now as we speak. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's sad that, you know, although things have changed, they haven't changed that much. And that's what really gets gets me about this movie. I was telling Jaron this little antidote. Uh when segregation, uh, desegregation hit my mom, she was a senior in high school. So her senior year in high school, uh, she went to a, a pretty much an all-white school for her last year of high school, which sucks. You know, you, you leave all your friends behind to go to another school, and they didn't want her to be there. You know, she suffered through that because she thought, you know, she was making progress. And you mm-hmm. find out, you know, 40 years later, the school, the high school she went to is all black. And it's like, why is that? Because segregation never really went away. It just mm-hmm. changed the motivation. And all that hard work and all that strife that she went through didn't amount for shit, you know? And like all these things that happened, you know, Martin Luther King dying, Malcolm X dying, J- John F. Kennedy dying, you know, Robert Kennedy dying. We're still still in the struggle. We're still, we're still doing it to this day, mm-hmm. you know, 50 years later. And it's like all those people and, you know, Non my non uh melanated people out there will say, well, you know, that was a long time ago. It's like those people are still here, you know. Mm-hmm. My mom is still mm-hmm. alive, you know. Grandparents, you know, people who are spitting in people's faces, they're still here, they're still mm-hmm. making decisions, they're still in fucking Congress, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you say, Oh, it's a long time ago, y'all should get over it. And like, no, this is not a long time ago. This is like our, our current president is was a segregationist. Like, yeah. <laughs> to so, put that in perspective for people. <laughs> so, like, it's great to see like this this moment of black joy, you know, these these great, like, you know, old school acts, you know, porno music that you know, basically that was definitely my childhood growing up. But it's also like disheartening for me to like say that you know the things they're talking about is still still the same shit. It's a different day now. We got cell phones instead of yeah a tracks. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm a I'm a jump in and I'm gonna let Jaren go last because I feel like Jaren will actually give more to the movie present because I think <laughs> Jason number eight is kind of hitting where my 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 mind went when I watched this. So, um, this movie made me happy, proud and piss me off all in the same feeling. And that is literally the existence of being black in America right there. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what it was. You're pissed off. (laughs) Yeah. And one, I'm mad that how, how, how am I just finding out about this now through a documentary? This is something that should have been talked about. You have the biggest black acts, which now in our era are some of the biggest musicians of all time in one spot. Doing this show, this should have been known through that. Should have been taught in every Black History Month. Every anytime we have a music class, that should be taught. And even I'm telling my wife, and she's like, "Well, but I'm like, no, no, not in white people. I'm talking for Black folks. Why aren't Black folks 
teaching this to each other. They mean like, hey, like you need to watch or you need to hear the footage they have on this. Like it, they they filmed everything. You like this if you watch this, they have the footage of this whole concert. So it wasn't even like you were grabbing footage from Joe Blow to happen to have a recorder and you had the this they was supposed to air on TV, this. and it did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't they recorded it. this, a professional cast and everything, and it, even some of the shots they had of Dr. King that I had never really seen before, they were showing. So they pulled a lot of places and did this. The interviews they did from people, like you said, Jason said, like, these people that were talking in these interviews, they still they're there. like, in the, yeah, they're in their <laughs> 60s and 50s, and they're talking about this event, and when they were kids, and, you know, like Jason said, like, I grew up on a lot of this music, so I'm just singing it and enjoying it all the long while. But it, it's it's hurtful to almost I don't say almost like I, I said I have to when I start talking about race things I have to stop prefacing it to make white people feel comfortable. I need to just talk about it as the reality of it is. It's hurtful because you're burying American history because it's black, and it is very very hurtful because that is huge. That is a show of sign that, hey, black people got together in a spot from what we saw, no violence, no fighting, no stabbing, no shoot, all the shit they like to say when we get together, no loot, none of that. But you don't want to talk about that. But I guarantee you, if a joker would have went on a shooting spree up in there, we would have known about this incident the for the rest of our lives about this. So you intentionally are burying American history because it's associated with blackness or brownness or whatever you want to call. And it's, it, it really sucks and it's hurtful. It captured that era amazingly. It, it talked about the changes in hairstyles from their parents to them going to the natural look versus the presentable permed and hot comb look from their parents. And that, that was and something crazy to even talk about. And it's the very same thing that's still going on to this day because they're saying like back when they were starting doing the Afros, you know, the older generation is like, oh, that's silly. You know, I don't see why you're yep. wearing your hair like that. And nowadays people are still like, this is how our hair grows. This is how right. our hair is, is. Like why are we... Are right. going through these hoops to not to change the way our hair grows out of our head. Like we're still having that what conversation. Is what is it like? 50 years later, some state, some states had to do with the crown rule, so that you can like have dreads and things like that because they were looked at that as not professional. Like it, it, it's just it's it's crazy. Like you said, the same things are going on, but even going even further, it's crazy to see all of that black unity on display because. What people don't want to talk about in our communities is that for all the fracturing that it is in there, and I think a lot of our fracturing comes from the fact that our culture influences all pretty much all of the mainstream. So we're always under a microscope with our culture. And so I like to point out the flaws in our culture, but people in our culture give the most than any other culture. I mean, if you name any black athlete, they got some kind of fun, some foundation, something that's given money to communities, but we don't talk about it. If you talk about, like, you can go down the list. If you talk about when it comes to funding our communities and giving back to our communities, we do that more than any other community. The problem is, is that we don't circulate our dollar very well in our communities because we don't own nothing in our communities. Yeah. That's the real issue is ownership. And I'm looking at this documentary, and I'm seeing all these black kings and queens that are taking and empowering themselves because they don't got to do this concert. I'm pretty sure they probably didn't even pay them a lot, if anything, to do this concert. This concert was like all about people on stage. I don't know how any of them right, made money. <laughs> right, exactly. This concert was probably purely about black people getting together, uniting themselves, especially after Dr. King died, especially after Michael Max died, like and coming together and say, Hey, we want to feel good. And that goes to my last point. Music is so synonymous to the black struggle and for black pride and for black joy, it's almost bonkers because 
when I heard those songs, and I'm pretty sure Jason, a, you can attest to this, it brought you back to the very moment you probably first heard that song. What you were doing as a kid when that song played, what you were feeling, what your mother was feeling. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, it brings you back to it because everything around, especially in that era, because oppression was way more flagrant and vulgar back then, where ours, we still have it, but they try to be, they try to cold word it a little bit more for us now. But oh, it's not racist it so, class. It's just the poor people that we don't, that you're getting. Right, right, over. right. <laughs> right, right. The ghetto queens. Yeah, yeah. So they try to code it so well now in our era, but back then it was more obligatory and in your face. The biggest relief we always had was the ability to come together and party. And wherever we did when we came together, music was always one of the vital things involved. Music and food were the most mm -hmm. vital things involved. And that that showed me right there when I was watching it. I'm like, man, like this is so in, ingrained in our culture and ingrained in what makes us happy, what makes us feel good about ourselves, what makes us want to get up the next day and go to this job with these racist-ass people that we don't really rock with, but we going out of our community because that's the best-paying job we can get, and we deal with it. As soon as we get home, what is your mom's or your grandmother? They throw on some music or they put on the radio. They do things that inspire joy and happiness within us, and it's just so crazy to me to think like, all of these artists and all the artists that, especially back then and even till today, most of what they're doing is pretty much promoting self pride and energy and perseverance and all that into ourselves every single day. That goes even back to the slave songs in the fields when they would sing to inspire, to give purpose, to to uplift. Music has been a part of us since the day we hit, from the day we were created out of God or mud or whatever you want to say, to to the moment now. And that's a beautiful thing when I watch that to see. I love when they span the crowd and just to see the people grooving and some of them Dancing, in their three-piece suits, you know, hats on three-piece suits. Or in their leather vest with no shirt on. <laughs> right, right. A little of Harlem in the dead of the summer in the heat and they are dressed to the night. And it just made me feel good because it's like, you know what? They here just because they want to feel good. We want something to release the, release the tension that we feel walking through the, wor the world in the streets every day. And music is an integral part of that. And it was a beautiful thing, man. Like, I have no cons about this. I don't care what race or persuasion you are. This is American history. Go check it out. And if you want to watch American Emotion Picture and then follow it up with This is a Pilot Cleanser, go for it because I think <laughs> that works very well because both all, both of them are now officially my history. So <laughs> I'm taking it there. But uh, I guess, Jaren, what were your thoughts on it? What did you notice? What you see? What you like, dislike, et cetera? Well, um, yeah, so uh, I figured you guys were going to take like to take them all like take this opportunity to kind of talk about like personal thoughts and things like that and 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 while i'm i'm definitely an outsider looking in at all of this i i thought i'd i'd just point out things that kind of lighten the mood uh that poor man watching stevie wonder to make sure he didn't jump off of his chair <laughs> fucking oh my god like, salute to him yeah. <laughs> Unsung hero. Not all heroes yeah. wear capes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, that dude looks stressed to hell and back. And Steve, he is up on that chair, that foldable chair, and he is jumping. He yeah. is feeling the music. He's feeling the vibe. He is all the way in. And that dude is just like, please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. That was great. Um, Stevie Wonder on drums. I mean, I know the man can play piano. He can destroy a drum kit. Mm -hmm. I was wildly impressed with that that whole thing right at the beginning. BB um, King, 
I didn't know he had. I didn't know that Marty McFly played the exact same guitar <laughs> in Back to the Future as BB yes. King rocks on stage. I thought that was pretty dope. I actually paused it and went and googled the picture from still from Back to the Future. I was like, oh no, that's exactly the same. Same red, same exact curves, uh, carves in it, and everything. I thought that was pretty wild. Uh, I felt the emotional thing from the fifth uh the fifth dimension talking about how they weren't black enough for the black community and people didn't know mm-hmm. they were black and so they were they were sometimes a, a shocking like i was i was actually talking to jason about this earlier oh uh <laughs> where we uh uh being someone who w- grew up in ireland but then came to the states i i now my 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 Irish doesn't sound as Irish enough for Irish people when I go home and when I get too drunk or I talk with my family and then it comes out here in America, uh, I don't sound American enough for Americans. So I, I get the idea. And and so being caught between two worlds is an emotional, uh, that, that's an emotional touchstone. Uh, I think for anybody, uh, regardless of race or, or past, there's, I, I'm pretty sure everybody on this planet has been in a scenario where they've been caught between two worlds of, of some degree or another. So that was pretty impre- that was pretty uh, impactful. Um, the gospel section was a bit of a slog for me. Uh, I'm 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 famously yeah. an atheist, and I think that uh, I wanted I wanted more <laughs> I wanted more pop and more awesome music. Uh, they sandwiched it well, but man, they they stayed on that gospel section for a long time, and I get it. But for me, I was just like, oh, please be done. Um, and then, uh, man, touchdown on the moon during this and uh and no one shredded that ass they (laughs) shredded that ass for that (laughs) so all of a sudden on like the fifth weekend of this this amazing event you've got like cnn reporters coming in well sir what do you think about the moon landing and uh the reactions (laughs) were they spanned every spectrum of it but the best reaction is one dude smoking a cigar Black man wants to go back it was, to Africa. It was White Red Fox. Wants to go to the moon. It was that Red Fox. That wasn't Red Fox. Yeah, it was Red Fox. Yeah, Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, 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 black man wants to go back to Africa. White man wants to go to the moon. I'm gonna stay in Harlem with the Puerto Ricans and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Mom's baby movie. hit him with the. Uh, yeah, I was on there too. I told him drop me off in Baltimore. I was yeah, like, I told him in Baltimore. <laughs> Oh, shit. I would have kept going. <laughs> yeah, I would have around the Richmond or something. <laughs> but yeah, um, it it they did pay the people. The police, the NYPD refused to do security, uh, so they had the Black Panthers step up and provide security. Some of those kids look young as hell, but they were there to keep the peace. Although it didn't look like much peace needed keeping, everybody was there to have a good time. I love that. Um, it it is. It is a tragic tale in that they, the cameras they were using back then, those were professional grade cameras, big as hell, on big expensive cranes. Uh, the sound recordings they were doing were proper sound recordings. I mean, the, the sound in it is fantastic as well. And the fact that they, somebody put money up for that equipment rental and, and or owned the equipment, but then, you know, filmed it probably on the cheap, if not for free, assuming they were going to be able to sell the footage to somebody and couldn't find a buyer. That fucking sucks. So, at the time, hopefully everybody... They, hopefully they got paid now, because Hulu got it, so yeah. and I think Quest yeah. Love is the one I mean, that... 
The, so hopefully they got, to have the, 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 got money. To throw the thing in the first place, you know, they had to have like the support of the mayor in New York at the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, wildly groovy dude, right? Yeah. Tall, who motherfucker. Was, which is like, it's always <laughs> funny when you think about this, but like it used to be back in the day, like you had that the our two party system had like, you know, there were assholes on both sides. And, you know, but there was, they could work together because, you know, you all had kind of like a same idea sort of, of way. Cause, you know, mm-hmm. you had, conservative democrats and you had liberal republicans and you know you had liberal democrats and conservative republicans and they worked together ish in a way because you know you had people of similar thoughts on both sides of the aisle whereas nowadays it's like you're either a you know a red communist <laughs> or you are a fascist racist and there's like no mm-hmm. in between and like you're definitely you're definitely not like you know going to be like oh yeah that guy has some good ideas over there hey, he's, let's let's see what he's talking about and let's uh you know help him out and see if we can get this bill passed like no it's like you want to do what now you want to provide health care fuck you like i just read something about matt gates had said you know we're gonna send nancy uh Pelosi back to her filth in san francisco it's like why are we thinking like that like yeah you're thinking yeah. people from a certain city it's just like Stop! <laughs> Just stop. Yeah. Well, we can all yeah. agree that Gates is is a child rapist, so we yeah. really and know what. Shit. Text after. Yeah, um, piece of shit. Yeah, child rapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of um, <laughs> pieces of shit, and I, I, I'm not going to touch the child rapist thing, but I mean, yes, they are facts. Uh the trailer for Karen came out. Yay! <laughs> Karen's everywhere. You officially got your own movie. Um. I sent you guys the link to review the trailer for Karen. Um, let's go ahead and start the reverse order this time. Jaren, your thoughts on the trailer for Karen? Go ahead, Jaren. Who rides uh, a Karen? Yeah. It I mean, yeah, I'm I'm down to watch it. It looks great. Uh <laughs> I was I was I was joking earlier with these guys because I was like, why haven't I heard of this movie? And then me and Alex are watching it, and the first thing comes up is like BET Motion Pictures or whatever. And I was like, "Oh, that's probably why. That's probably why." <laughs> definitely, definitely hasn't been advertised to to you know to me. <laughs> but on um, CBS, glad. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not Star Trek. Um, Caucasians uh, be sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Kim's convenience is a national treasure. You calm down. Uh, <laughs> uh, we could talk about that. There's some controversy around that, but anyway, oh, go yeah, ahead. Is, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, uh, it looks great. Uh, the uh, the person playing the titular Karen character has a very punchable face, and uh, uh, the the people that uh, the the protagonists in the story that are going up against her uh, are are very affable and likable types. Um, so uh, and and the whole aspect of the I guess brother being some like redneck ass backwoods Georgia cop also le- it lends like a Karen you can you can undo a Karen pretty quick I mean just one punch of the the right just here to get her in the throat <laughs> you don't have to hear that dumb bitch ever again uh, but when she has a, a brother that's a cop that's that's you know two time like they're they're both coming at him then there's there's problems because you know someone that doesn't care about an oath they took and is in a position of authority is a dangerous fucking thing so yeah no it looks great it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun uh i know they won't do a better job than uh 
than Jordan Peele, but it looks like they're <laughs> they're at least giving it a go. <laughs> let's, let's never compare a BET original movie <laughs> to anything Jordan Peele uh, does. Yeah. Don't, even, don't even compare that to Key and Peele. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the Duke of All Nerds. What are yeah. your thoughts on Karen, the Karen trailer? Well, trigger warning, man. That's the scariest thing I've seen all day. <laughs> uh, I mean, as I think Jason can understand this as well as being, you know, uh, fathers of biracial children, ain't nothing scarier than a white woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch this movie because I'm already scared. <laughs> I'm already like, <laughs> this is just going to just be triggering and I'm going to hit some PTSD. Like, it's funny that they, they made this deal. I, I, I hope people do watch it and, like, make it a success. I might not be the one to, do, to watch it, but I hope someone else can, can get it. Uh, <laughs> my first <laughs> reaction is they they moved out of the metro area. They didn't move to, like, Sandy Springs or someplace. They moved to Winder or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they moved in deep Georgia, deep, deep yeah. Georgia. Because, uh, you know... We this is Atlanta, man. They black rich folks everywhere. <laughs> so so they must have moved out to like Clark County or something. So, <laughs> or Cobb. We can get a DUI. Or, or Northern Cobb County or Forsyth. Yeah. They must have moved to Forsyth, yeah. certainly. So oh. that's the only unbelievable part to me. It's like they they can't be somewhere in the metro area. That's gotta be like, you know, Ackworth or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I saw it, and uh, one, I laughed hilariously and said, I have to show my white wife this, because this is great. <laughs> but I'm right there with you, uh, Jason number A, like, you know, that old Chris Rock joke, where he's like, man, I walk into my house, I got a bag next to the door, waiting for the real owner sometimes to come home and be like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, nope, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that's how my relationship is. Like, I'm just waiting for the moment she wake up and be like, am I married to you? <laughs> what was I thinking? Like, I figured it would happen eventually. Let me go get my bag. Uh, so... <laughs> But yes, when I watched it, I was like, man, like they have captured the Karenness of a Karen very well. And I know it's gonna be some of these white people like, oh, I'm not, I'm not racist. And this is just over dramatization. Nah, it's what you're thinking. We we get it. <laughs> we, we know exactly what you're thinking. Because you're thinking not probably in the terms of how Karen acted, but in the terms of one way or another. And what I say by that is like, she's like, oh man, I wonder how they can afford this house. Like. Yeah, she says that, but you you will say it differently and go. I wonder what they do. Yeah, that's saying the same shit because that that guy that moved in next to you that's white. You probably didn't care about what he did and how he got that home. Oh, Tom, but you're probably thinking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably thinking because you're like you're wondering if he's an athlete or a rapper or some kind of entertainer because that's the only time a black person can move in a good house in a good neighborhood, preferably. I mean, but uh, to be honest, to move out of East Point, he got to be like an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he made it out of unless he was an athlete or rapper or something. I don't know. Maybe he's a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> so yes, we uh, we, we yeah, they do it in different ways. Like you know, oh yeah, your trash can is you know three inches of a like bitch. Like stop. Like don't Mind tell me about my trash can. It's it's fucking trash. Mind like if it ain't bothering you, it ain't bothering me. It ain't bothering nobody. Like mind your business. And that's the problem. That's what that's what Karen's issue is. Karens cannot just mind their fucking business. And why they can't mind their business? Because they're usually racist and miserable with their own life and probably fetishized wanting to be with a black guy, but it's too icky for them to go that far. So they got to harass black people to make them feel better about their, their own selves. It is okay, Karens. You, you're you fine. You're usually living in a very well-to-do area and in a very well-to-do place and situation that many black people will love to be in. 
you're okay to have one or two of us join. We're not going to have cookouts and, and have Timberlands and kick in your door and shoot up the place. Trust me. When we get that far out, we know where we are. And white people do not play with us. We know what we up against. Like, trust us. We're not trying to do none of that shit. And even if we do have some family members who may be kind of off kilter, we let them know before they even step and go, hey, letting you know our neighbors be on one. They will call the cops. So you better come here coming clean and not, not riding dirty. And then they decide if they want to come up and visit us or not. That is protocol. Like, trust me, we are not moving into your areas to, like, take it over and then do hip-hop videos or whatever you guys think is going to go in your mind once we move there. We just want to live there, go to the good schools that your, your kids go to, and get that good good old public school education <laughs> that we all should get, but you got the better version of it, and then go home and then make money and then, you know, have an asset for our house so we can leave to our kids. That's all. The American dream, ain't some it? Some of that 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 American dream that y'all keep promising everybody be able to get. <laughs> right, Although, right. You know, we say that. I do want that to happen. I want there to be an up and coming rapper in an affluent neighborhood that the old. <laughs> there's one old white lady that's always been real fucking nice to him, and so she shows up in every one of their videos. Like they're like, she's like, you can do anything you want. Like, this is scaring my neighbor. I love her to button. death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Little do rag, a little top button, you know. And she's just like 80 years old, going mm -hmm, just bumping she in the sells background. Sells me my weed. <laughs> She, she probably is selling. Probably is selling him the weed. She's got the card, man. She's got the card. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Very All right, and our last, our last subject of the day is on some somber news. Uh, word has just gotten out that Love Lovecraft Country will not be renewed for season two. Uh, Jason, number A, your thoughts on this? This is, this is terrible. Um, hardly disconcerting. It is infuriating. Um, but I also. I know why it's 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 a part of the system. This this show, um, its audience is very limited. Um, even though it's a great show, you know, it's just if you were in a boardroom full of people that look the exact same as you do, or maybe there might be one or two people that don't, it's very hard for you to see the value in things like this. And mm -hmm. AT and T as a company is very top-down directed you know that's why justice league sucks that's why a lot of things that warner brother has come out in the last few years are not very good because they only see their bottom line rather than seeing things that can actually be important to not only to society but also to the conversation and they don't give a shit about any of that they just give a shit about making money and if it didn't make x amount of money for them bye and that's it. And that's basically probably the only reason why. And we could say that, you know, Misha Green had, you know, plenty of thoughts and stories left, unlike, you know, D.B. Weiss and, and the other dude, David, David Bettenhoff, or maybe it's David Bettenhoff, D.B., anyway. But, mm -hmm. you know, but they got eight seasons of Game of Thrones, but it doesn't matter. Like, we know exactly what, what how the game is, is being run. So it's not surprising. It's just absolutely genuine. Jerry, your thoughts on Lovecraft Country being canceled? So initially, I thought because I read an article, they were like, you know, and they were like, the reasons they suspected it was canceled was because they there is no additional subject matter. So they ran that's it's based on one book, and they ran the gamut on that book, and there is nothing to continue on, and. 
not not thinking of it, like not wanting to jump to the worst conclusion immediately. I thought, well, that makes sense. They really fucking shit the bed with Game of Thrones, and it's because they went well outside of the established you know storyline, and they had then they were on double duty. They were writing and you know and mm-hmm. adapting it. Um, that being said, Misha Green's talked a bit now uh, publicly about uh, the disappointment and the fact that they had an entire Bible for season two ready to go. Uh, they had uh, the main story arcs pinned. They knew how they were going to go about it and what they were going to do. Then, yeah, then it, it, it makes me assume that the worst is the worst case scenario. It's not. It's not because it's also for me like shy. It's yeah. Between the book and the show, like they've made a lot of changes to better ground the show in more of I would say. And more blackness, I would say. Oh, oh okay. You know, because the, the original book was written by a white dude, but even though it was, you know, it was, you know, about the same subject matter, they changed a whole bunch from the book to the show to really like ground it in and basically change it into a, its own thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, they don't need another book to go off of because they've already pretty much changed it from the source material Enough. to be its own thing in the first place. So it's kind of like. <laughs> You kind of have to go to the, the worst case scenario at, after that point because it's like, yeah, they changed so much from the book that it's like the fact that it's not another book doesn't like this shouldn't have been like a, a, a deciding factor at all anyway. So yeah, and that's and that being oh. said, a huge fan of the show, never read the book, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Um, so I, I'm a try not to get uh extremely pissed off and get animated and yell but i'm pretty sure these people were episode 11 everybody's used to be fucking yelling so it's it is what it is but i'm gonna try my best so i guess the first thing i want to start is with to my knowledge lovecraft uh country the book is written by a white guy right 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 right, right. and this goes to my this goes to my point what i'm trying to say so you're telling me that black people can't continue a series about black people in sci-fi because the book, which they took it from, that was written by a white guy about black people in this situation, it ain't no more books, so black people can't continue this story with blackness in mind. Like the white guy started a story with blackness in mind for sci-fi. Man, they don't get the fuck out of here with this bullshit they trying to pull, (laughs) man. This is the bullshit, and I'm going to go on both sides. This is the shit I fucking hate. One, I hate us in the sense that, and not me and you particular, Jason, but a lot of my people, we didn't even support the thing. Mm-hmm. It became after like maybe episode three, people started jumping on a bandwagon. If you saw on that Facebook and all that, remember me and you, Jay, that's part of the reason why Jason's on the show. We I started seeing his stuff about Lovecraft Country, and no one else was talking about it except for me and him. <laughs> and I was like, damn, like, why is nobody else talking? And then by episode three, people started you started feeling more timelines, but we didn't support this like we're supposed to because you're not going to tell me if all let's say majority of black people would have been watching this, the numbers and ratings would have been through the roof. They would have had would have been forced now to say this is the number one show on TV or whatever, whatever, because whenever we do get behind some shit, we always make it the number one show on that network. If you watch all network TV, they always start off with a black premise. I always say. A lot of network TV, when they start off, they start off with an alternative black audience and programming until they make it, and then they start shedding it away for the white programming. Fox, when they started off, bunch of black shows on there, bunch of alternative shows on there. We can go through the list, and that's how it goes. Or if a network starts falling off, they start bringing in more black and more ethnic entertainment 
to build it back up. So we didn't support this properly. The second part of it is, is that I'm so tired of network TV whenever it is us looking positive and us looking good or us even doing just acting like where well, the race thing is not really a central dramatic part of it, but just part of the character because they are black, but not being like, oh, I got to be pro-black and talk with the slang on the black hand side and I'm a pimp. But ho-. Like whenever we get one of us on it, it's just a regular black person living in the walkway. It just magically finds out that we get canceled. Yeah, and I'm looking at the people who made fucking Black Lightning because you know what CW? I know the ratings. A lot of them shows, a lot of white shows have been on for eight seasons, and ain't nobody fucking watched ever. But yet this show, they Somehow got they a black character. Supergirl from yeah, yeah, two different yeah. fucking networks. Yeah, <laughs> and no, but nobody watched that. <laughs> educated black man and educated black family. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, the ratings ain't good enough to continue this shit. And you telling me people watching Legends of Tomorrow? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Titans, like, like, uh, yeah, Titans, like, it just it, it, it enrages me because we don't have a lot of that kind of TV going on, and the TV that we do get that's supposed to be kind of cultivated for our culture is usually on some. I hate to say it, it's on some stuff that's not accessible to all cultures. Can we just get shit that's accessible to all cultures to just have black main characters? And every time we get that, it seems like it gets canceled. But everything that's on Tyler Perry lasts for 20 million seasons that I, I can I can't name a white person that actually gives a shit about that. But for some reason, we it just it just fucking bothers the fuck out of me that we just can't get some regular shit. Like actually, me and my daughters now are watching Craig of the Creek, and we just finished the great whole show. first season. Yes, great show. Like, and it was started by white folks, but the head writer is a black guy and a black woman. Yes, because you know what? We can tell our stories better than anybody else, so let's have it. And that story doesn't even predicated on Craig really being black. It's predicated about a kid being a fucking kid and wanting to do an adventure. But it's great that he's a black kid who's an inventor and a creator and a creative type and a leader of his team. That's great. That's a plus for me. But him being white, whatever colors, the, mo- the show still works. But we just it just bothers me that this is what it's come to for that, for that show. Great show. Hopefully, I'm praying maybe Netflix or somebody picks it up. And continues it because I think this would be an even better vehicle if it went to Netflix or somewhere where we can get all the seasons dropped immediately and just binge through it and <laughs> enjoy it and talk about it. Yeah, it would be great. Um, I know Jaren's more upset because you know, uh, I think it's Jamie Chung because you know, she the sisters <laughs> canceled, she won't be on there now, he won't be able to watch her, he'll have to like Google her now. So I know he's disappointed about that, but um gotta go back to the nah, old real world road rules challenge episodes that she was in. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> real, what was but, um, real world Seattle? <laughs> yeah. And that and, and sucker punch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because she was a sucker punch. You're correct. But uh that's all we got, man. I know it hates to end on a somber note, but guys, I mean, if you want to be respectful, if anybody listens to this, we trashed a bunch of movies today and had a great time <laughs> doing it. So hopefully you got your, your time and your energy full because we went to town on everything here. As always, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys coming on. But before we say our goodbyes, please remember to hit that like button, subscribe, share, follow us on all places, Facebook, YouTube, um, anywhere, podcasts, all the places you can find us at. Please enjoy us and have and, and tell your friends about us and, and have them enjoy us too. Please go ahead and comment and tell us what you think because you might have actually liked uh, Tomorrow War, Tomorrow Man, or whatever that shit was. And, you know... <laughs> 
We, we may or, be, or we dynasty might have, we warriors. Might have, we might have been, yeah, we, we, we might have if missed you are point. a Chinese historian specialist, please come and explain what was going on to me. I will, <laughs> I, will, I will sit and listen to you for like at least 35 minutes. Ain't nothing about that historically accurate. Nothing about that. <laughs> so, but please enjoy that. But guys, as always, thank you guys for going. Jaron, any final words? Uh, I, yeah, I just, I wanted to, it, I, I personally don't find any, any reason to ever watch like a Medea movie, but I love, <laughs> love, 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 love craft country. I think you're absolutely right. I like, I like, I like my, like if there's a, if there's a story that happened, if it's just a serviceable story and it's a, an, an excellent actor and they happen to be black and they're just doing a thing and, and it's not all about the race. I'm a hundred percent more likely to be about it. And I think, I think if they want to like to make things more like what you were saying, I guess, uh, <sighs> Tyler Perry seems too insular. Like there's no jump on point for me. It seems like uh, there's a, there's a, there's a joke that I'm not getting or something like that. And there's no real, there's no, there's no real path for me to get there to the point where I'm going to go out of my way to figure, you know, to figure it out or, or care. But Yeah. You're absolutely right. They need more, more shows like Lovecraft Country. I think, and it is really sad, really, really sad, actually. All right, Jason, number eight, Duke of All Nerds. Any closing words? I'm not mad at Tyler Perry. Uh, he's doing what he's doing to make his money. So keep doing what he's doing. But what I will say, hey Tyler, if you're listening, if you want to branch out into sci-fi or fantasy or anything like that. I am a I'm available for hire. Hey, <laughs> I will write holla you, at him. <laughs> I will write holla you a fantasy him. movie or a sci-fi movie. You can put as many cross-dressed men as you want in it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about that. Also, everybody, just be kind to one another and make sure you tip your bartenders and servers. Yes, yes, yes. As always, guys, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And we are out of here. Peace. <laughs>